<laughs> Can you do it again but slower? <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Cycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Um, hey everyone, this is Liza, and happy Easter. We had yet another good day in the garage today with snacks. <laughs> what the heck are you eating? No, put the cat food down. Put the cat food Oh, wait. Fancy feast. Mike's a fan of the fast poops afterwards. That shit will go through you like a Ferrari. Don't open it. No, don't open it. It's just like deviled ham. Yeah, right. Gosh. He'll be making that. I got a toothless cat. What are you doing, dude? He'll give it a good gumming. He's going to make a Mikey Roca later. Oh, my God. And that interruption would be award winning Mike. Yo, what's up? He's got a new Mike trophy. Marquez. <laughs> I do have a new trophy. Who, who's in the garage tonight? <laughs> My gosh. Uh, joining us on the Classic Girl couch, it's Miss Emma. Aloha, darling. And the- congratulations, you are the most well-behaved in the room today, which is unusual. That is remarkable for me. distracted by the phone. <laughs> I am distracted by the phone. Yep. Someone's going to get Fuckboy of the Year award. Oh. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know who it is, Mike. Oh, we best all know who it is. Or best fuckboy fuck ever. It's <laughs> the, the only Oriental in the room. Joining him on the couch, it's Douglas. Ahoy ho, kako. Hey, that sounded... Hey. Is that Hawaiian, I assume? That is Hawaiian, yeah. Did you make fun of somebody's... No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Right. It's, it's Oriental. Awesome. Come on, I want a Leia. <laughs> now that's def- that's offensive. <laughs> oh, and of course, wow. as as Mike already said, the only Asian in the room it's Knock. Shalom, motherfuckers. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Well, that's right. It's Sabbath, isn't it? <laughs> Shalom, mother. Is that your prayer? Uh, your prayer. Uh, that's part of my scarf but, on. Yeah, this is my shemug. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. You know, you know all the words. All Salam, the words. Assalamu alaikum. Ma'ida. Um, Astaghfirullahaladzim. We had yeah, had a great day. We had visitors today. We had many visitors. Uh, Jim and Mandy from Georgia. We yeah, got, we got hell yeah. yeah. And you know, I found it yeah. very interesting that Jim had really retained his accent very well indeed. And oh. as Douglas just pointed out, I sorely forgot to mention we have Bagel here. Yes, it is I. Forgive me, I am unclean. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that bagel. Do you mean yeah, it it unkempt. Bro, your garage is looking super styled out right now. It looks like a fucking real legit shop. Like, you selling scooters yeah. out of that thing or what? Man, look at that. <laughs> so, scooters, scooters garden shop. beds, you know. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I can. it looks like a Home Depot in there. You got <laughs> lumber. Oh, is that a couple guys looking for work over there in the corner? (laughs) The the scooters are on aisle six next to the compact (laughs) fluorescent. What? Wow. (laughs) Bagel is attempting to make a wooden scooter. No. Uh, No, no, not me. That's already been done. Oh, okay. It's It's called a... Look up wooden Vespa. It's it's a thing. Well, you know, we've seen the the log scooters, but... Well, well, there is that. The Indonesian log scooters. But (laughs) I mean... I mean a Vespa made out of wood. Nice. There's a guy in Italy who made one, like, like to the T. 
out of wood. It's okay. a, it's amazing. Would you call that a, <laughs> a, a wooter? It down. <laughs> a Wespa. A Wespa. A Woodspa. Wuspa. But but bagel, when you looked at it, mm-hmm. did it give you wood? Hmm. <laughs> yes, well. think about it. I think that's an answer enough. <laughs> it was made out of teak. Um um, quick announcements. First of all, I wanted to shout out thanks to uh, listener Chris Comley, who sent a very nice gift. I'm going to say oh. to all of us, but really it's me. No, it's to all of <laughs> us. Really, it's all of us. Is it some um, form of tube meat? I mentioned, I don't know, a while ago, I mentioned uh, that there are as many toy motorcycles as I have in this room, that there was yes. one... I always wanted that I had never gotten. And of course, we talked about this very bike not yeah, three just weeks a couple ago. Episodes yeah. Ago. And that is the Franklin Mint Easy Rider Chopper. Captain oh, America wow. itself. Yep. Well, cool. look on the wall right there. Oh, son. Thanks to thing. Chris. He sent Whoa. me one. Now this, I mean, uh, sent wow. us one. Thank you, Chris. That thing's dope. That is That's the awesome. Franklin Mint model. It's <laughs> a beautiful model. And do you know how you can tell that it's a good... Look at the spokes. Yeah, it's the like che- all wire spokes. Yeah, I mean, the cheaper the model and nastier the spokes. This thing's got spokes. Well, I, actually, in shipping, the front wheel got can I destroyed. Can I and I had to rebuild that whole wheel. Mm. So Holy I God. know how Did it's you constructed. It? <laughs> wow. I know. Oh, no. Spokes, right? Come on, let me see it. It has, no. wor- it has working um, mm. brake levers. Mm. Brake lever. Does it come with it's a tray cool. of kitty litter? Fancy feast. Anyway, so thank you, Chris. Um, another uh, interesting, I'm just kind of catching up on a lot of the announcement stuff. Um, if you guys didn't hear the lawsuit uh laguna seca Mm. you know there was a ruling did you hear about that not remember the guy from like he lost it right yeah from years ago who's doing a track day went um went wide in a turn off the track into a sandbag and broke Mm. his leg Mm -hmm. sued the uh, keguins track school Mm -hmm. sued carter I thought uh, it was Kegwins. It was Kegwins. Sued yeah. Laguna Seca track and sued... City of Monterey. City of Monterey. And actually, oh, that was yeah, his downfall. He went for the city? What he the went for the city doing, of... And I well, thought he also was... I thought Mazda was included in that because they were sponsors of right. the track at the time. But no, right. it was, it was uh, Scramp who was yeah. managing the tramp at the time. Oh. That's sports car racing. of, And... But his downfall was suing the city of Monterey because it's the city of Monterey. They're just going to bring in the heavy hitters. They've got more money, and I think the lawyer that he has yeah. representing him is right. got a little too greedy about it. Well, right. and this is I, kind of I, interesting. I think, I, yeah, I think the reason was they had a lot of money, but the downfall was they had a lot of money. Yeah. So he sued saying that it was neglect that they should have taken up the sandbag. The sandbags were put out for erosion control. Yeah. And they're saying that they should have... Re- picked up the sandbags uh scramp said it takes us two weeks to put the sandbags down anytime it's going to rain we can't go and pick them up for every track day mm-hmm. right so the judge actually mm-hmm. said that shows it wasn't neglect that they were being responsible in that they had put sandbags out for erosion oh. control to maintain the track it's played in some legal yep. una reverse card huh yeah so happened? i was like that's cool. However, Scramp is long gone. Kegwins, I, I think, is long gone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But so it, at the time, it was something that was really going to make it hard. Oh, Kegwins insurance went up four times. Hmm. Like four wow. times the amount. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That may have yeah, been yeah. what killed him. So it's still, I think it did kill a track yeah. school. I think Kegwin's, the owners broke off or something and rebranded. Well, the, the owner had sold it already. Oh, there you go. Okay. And yeah. he mm. he was involved only that he was acting as a, um, uh, what do you call it, a witness or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that one, yeah, that, that good. I'm glad. Because I thought that was a little too litigious, if you ask me. Um, yeah. And then a couple of things. Remember we were talking about last week with all the electric, um, like, motorcycles? The yes. Upcoming smaller ones? Yes. Well, did you see the announcement from Honda, Kawasaki, Suzuki, and Yamaha? No. They have all bonded together to plan for a quick swap electric motorcycle battery that that's a common used one. Yeah, we were just talking about this last wow. week. We just talked about it. So recharging oh. is going to be going That you from can swap at gas stations. Five hours to five minutes. Now, uh, but here's the thing. I believe it when I see it, but that sounds pretty awesome. I don't know that that's coming to the States. This might right. be like right. Asia. Uh, and right? maybe Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Why would America adopt this? But it's kind of cool. Freedom. It's kind of cool that the four big... You know, the four big Japanese companies sure. all came together it, it, yeah, that's, to mutually that's a great agree. Start. Yeah. Very um, good. That was cool. And then there's another bit of news. I don't know how to process. Wait, can I ask, can we go back to that real quick? Yeah. Does that mean that you could, if you're on a trip, carry extra batteries with you then and then just swap them out? And <laughs> no, maybe... you don't need to. It's like <laughs> a propane cylinder. You just pull up to the gas station yeah. and swap out a charged battery. Um, providing well, it's charged. While you're preparing but your Theoretically, news, you could. Yeah. Yes. Um, while you're preparing your news, I have news. Yeah. Um, so, as you know, one of my favorite adventure bikes is Yamaha Tenere 1200. Yeah. And Yamaha brought out the Tenere 700, and everyone's like, God, this is great, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. They're yeah. bringing out the Tenere 900. Ah, with a three cylinder engine. Oh, no way. Oh, yes way. They announced it this week. That's that's pretty wow. right. XSR 900 tune engine in a Tenere chassis. Dude, that's crazy. Isn't that going to be wild? Well, I'm, I'm stoked. There's more choices now. There are more choices. I'm, I'm okay with what that. Is, what is it? Uh, what, what kind triple. of engine? Triple. Oh, a triple. You know, so like they're taking, the, uh, I mean, they're going to take on the uh, the Triumphs. Right. Well, Josh had a Tenere, right? Yeah, but that was, um, that was, that was a seven. It was a seven. You could, because you could your choice up, a, up to now, you've got the Tenere 12, which is the really big twin. And then you've got the Tenere 7, which is basically... What size is Charlie's? 12. 12. Yeah, you could pick up one of those for, for a new for like 15 grand or something. They're a lot 16? more money. Well, They're a lot more money than an African And then twin. did you see the, the I think there's still a, a concept, but the KLX 700? Yes. Yeah, that looks good, too. Yeah, the KLX 700 looks really good. But I'm really excited about that Tenere 900. Are they going to be showing any new cool bikes, like coming out future bikes at the one show? Like, did, are they yeah, have it's that? not no. that kind of I know show, Indian, really. Is it? Indian, no. It's a Indian custom kind of does that, like, the last couple of times I was there. They are going to be showing some brightly colored um, custom bikes named after breakfast cereals. This, this is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> You're goddamn right Give there. me some milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unfortunately, Lucky Charms is making people nauseous and throw up right now. Like the actual cereal. No, it's Ben doing that. Yeah. On oh, your no. bike. So, oh, my bike. <laughs> okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. So, no, the actual cereal. 
And I'm going to rely a little bit on our English listeners to correct me. I'm not sure it was just really, really hard to get in England, or it was actually banned in England. But there was a time about three or four years ago when Lucky Charms was like contraband in England. You could get like twenty pounds for a box of Lucky Charms cereal. (laughs) Lucky Charms in the black. Yeah, my brother, my brother came over to visit me and said. um, can I buy? Can I take like five boxes of Lucky Charms? Home I'm pretty I sure retire. the NRA, the NRA, had a problem I, with the leopard. I did that at summer camp. I smuggled in Fruit Loops, and it became like I had like a whole black market for the kids for the Fruit Loops. <laughs> that was the current. And I had kids ODing on Fruit oh Loops, and there was like rainbow colored vomit outside the mess hall. It was pretty cool. Oh no. Okay. Um, <laughs> true story. Okay. Um, here's another bit of news I thought was interesting. Okay. I don't know if you guys saw this. You know, I love technology. Yes. But I have to wonder how how necessary this is. Yamaha. Yes. Developing power steering for motorcycles. Oh, the- yeah. I saw that for the dirt bikes. Yeah. For dirt bikes. Now, Emma, I just hmm. want you to read the first sentence in that second paragraph. What about getting feedback, Hold though? Hold on. Go ahead. Yamaha's electric power steering, EPS will be used in anger for the first time on the works machines in this year's All Japan Motocross Championship. What does that mean? I think That's that means... Cool. Uh, It'll be in, used in anger? Yeah. Used in a, in a track. In, properly in full used force in yeah. on the track, yeah. <laughs> Is that something that Actual, didn't... Maybe uh, it's the town that they're having it in. <laughs> I, I think they listen to the Cleveland Moto podcast. No, this is probably, I saw that. I'm like, eh, this is probably a trans- did that not translate? It's right? a translation. <laughs> It'll be used issue. in anger. Yeah, this but um, that's, that's a term I have heard on Cleveland Moto. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, um, this is MCN. No, that's an English yeah. term. Yeah. Used in anger. I mean, used oh, was it? seriously. That's ah, motorcycle oh. nut jobs. Yeah, but why would you okay. need power steering uh, on a bike? Uh, I don't because know. Right. no, yeah. no, no, no. Because we all think in terms of street. How many times have you ridden dirt, Mike, and you've like, God, this is a workout. You know, your shoulders are hurting. Yeah, but I mean, usually yeah, but your the front dirt. end is kind of off. You know, I mean, like you're, you're giving it so much power no, that you I don't mean, have that much like in the front. Yeah, there, but right? if you were a pro, you are. If you're a um, pro. They're so saying, is it like a steering damper? That's or? no, it'd be the opposite work. of a damper. They're no, saying that, they're saying that in dirt riding, anything that can reduce rider fatigue will be a benefit. Uh, yeah, that's cool. The, yeah, this, is adding, this is adding weight. You you're, see, when you're riding dirt or motocross, like your reaction time is so quick. Your input happens on the fly. I don't see you having power steering. As could, somebody could, who remembers cars before power steering, and well, like I had a truck that didn't have power yeah, steering. I know, but yeah. like so we didn't think we needed it then. Okay, wait, hold but on. You're now you're about like being able to turn the steering wheel with know, less effort. But I know on a dirt bike, it's so you're doing. 10 moves in a second, you know? Well, okay, so here's the thing. You're doing 10 moves in a second, and you're doing them across maybe, like, three or four or five turns. But, like, each turn is different. But if you're getting the same exact feedback from every turn, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, if, so if it can I, kind I, of minimize I can see the, it, like, on a motocross track when everything's planned out. You know what the turns are. Sure. And it's programmed, uh, but I don't see how that could benefit your input to the bike to making correctionary. Uh, correctionary uh, but the damper slows yeah. you down, though, right? So, like, it, or it has well, the oppor- well, op- hey, option of well, kind of slowing down. Let, 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 let well, hang, hang on, because if this is true power steering, then what it's doing is it's taking the motion from the rider's input into the handlebars and then magnifying that. Yeah. 
So, so that you don't need to put as much force on the bars. Yeah. It basically reads what force you're putting on and then amplifies it into the motion on the fork. Like so, pedal assist. So, so, right. So, so it's got to have a servo on the forks that's yeah. going to turn the forks based on what your input is. I, I think that's yeah, that's happen. what's in the picture. That's, that's crazy. I guess, but a lot, most of the control that uh, when you're on a dirt bike and you're doing that kind of thing is in your hips. You're controlling the bike with your hips. Sure. Not, not sure. so much the handlebars. And uh, yeah, I guess it could, well, it could help. With the handlebars, some, but yeah. your feet Especially and your hips, your legs. Dude, I could use power steering on my chopper. Trying yeah. to pick that fucking thing up and turn so, the wheel. So it, like- <laughs> it's saying that it's also working as a steering damper, counteracting yeah, the external forces so you're not left wrestling the bars. Right. Sounds go. like a gimmick Oh, so it's going to gonna counteract the forces on the wheel while it's taking your inputs and magnifying it to the force. Yeah, right. I mean, like bikes have already had- sand or something. Like yeah. sport bikes have helpful. electronic steering, steering damper since like, you know, the 2000s. Yeah, I mean, a Honda still has. You has know, I mean, I'm sure everyone had this conversation about um, oh, yeah. dirt bikes having electric starters a few years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, sure. and now everything's got electric start. Yep, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. anything that's going to reduce rider fatigue is going to make the bikes ultimately a lot quicker. You know what they're going for? They're going for the W. They're going for the win, and so they could throw whatever technology it is. It's a prototype, yeah. and if it yeah. works, it'll trickle down. Well, you know what? Going for the win isn't always a good thing, because sometimes you push it too hard and you high side. <laughs> and then what happens? And then you slide like Smash. 80 feet. Oh, Mike. Mike, what's that on your wrist? Uh, cast. Oh, no. What happened? Um, a high side for the win. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to beat my uh, time. I was going for the B B group trophy. <laughs> uh, Did you say last, beat group? The B, B group. B group. Oh, not beat. Group. I got it. It's on my wrist. <laughs> it's not gold. So, um, I high sided on turn six at Thunderhill West. Um, the small track. It's an off camber turn, right? Yeah. And um, it was it was like at four thirty, yeah. And then like because I, I was checking the look, my tires out the other day, and the whole left side of my tire you could see is way more worn out than the right tire, the right side. So, um, and it was a left side turn. So I'm just thinking, I was putting everything together, but like at, like afterward, like oh, what could have happened? And I think it could have been a, like a number of things, but it, I think it might have been everything all at once. Um, that it was four thirty, a little bit cooler. Left side of my tires, you know, probably a little bit more worn out. Um, and then I had my, you know, I was going harder than I had, like, most of the day. I was, like, trying to get a better time. So I think I was going that much harder in the turn. Maybe, like, you know, and I remember going around some of the turns, like, trying to cut seconds, like, off of them and thinking, like, all right, well, if I, you know, I'm in the turn, I'm feeling comfortable, let me just give it more gas. You know what I mean? I can get out of this one a little quicker. Um, and I think, you know, I was getting, I was so far down in a couple of them. Like I was almost touching the pavement with my elbow. Like I know I was going like really hard. So, um, and I think that my, uh, this one is off camber and then it kind of goes uphill a little bit. So it's like a blind rise. Mm-hmm. So you have to point yourself in the right direction. So you just kind of point while you like break late and then make your turn. And if you know you're going in the right direction, you just give a gas and like, hold on, just stay tight, you know? And, um, I think I was like, fuck it, I'll go a little faster, and, and I gave it some more, and then I might have compressed my suspension a little bit more, and then mm-hmm. as I'm coming to the top, it kind of maybe uh, flexed a little bit, and then- It lifted, you mean? Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Un- you unloaded. Yeah, and then I think it mm-hmm. might have re-caught, and then I just 
I literally, it felt like I was an ice skating rink. I'll never, it felt like dirt biking a little bit. Like all of a sudden the back tire just started like kind of spinning and I could feel the whole back of the bike sliding to the side. And I'm, and and when I'm looking at my track uh, stuff, it says I was going around 78 when it happened. And then, so the back went out and then it just flipped it, it like corrected all the way over corrected to the left and tossed me about 10 or 15 feet. Um, But the bike just like, slammed down on its side and then slid so it didn't cartwheel or anything mm-hmm. um and then i hit the ground and i slid probably another 60 or 70 feet and i tumbled and then i was sliding on my back and then i tumbled and then sliding on my back um but um wait hold on tell me what you were saying as you were tumbling <laughs> as you see your bike coming towards you because oh, you were cognizant for the entire time of it oh dearie me yeah. <laughs> yeah so like the initial the initial impact i remember it because I, I was like as, as it was happening i was like oh that hurt like oh crikey uh, yeah he's saying like, oh lordy i'm 40 like the, the, this the, <laughs> yeah that was like happy birthday to me <laughs> um, I, I remember sitting there thinking to myself like oh shit the back's coming out like is this it Boom! Next thing you know, like like I don't remember what happened, but then all of a sudden I hear, bang! Like right on my mm-hmm. head. So I think I landed like with my elbows down mm-hmm. on my head, like bang right to the the, the concrete, and mm-hmm. then tumbled a couple times and then slid. But every time I was on my back, I I was like I could see the bike was right behind me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it it followed me like the entire way. I think I got ahead of it when I got loyal off. friend. Yeah. <laughs> And then I slid like another twenty feet, and then tumble, tumble, and then I'd slide, and then see the bike still there. He's hearing the music, dun dun. Yeah, Jaws music. Yeah, and I just remember sitting there thinking, like, oh fuck, I hope I don't hit the bike because I didn't really know where I was. Like, I didn't land on my back and then slide with my feet forward. Now I was sideways. Did your wrist go? Can you remember when you actually hit the deck? Yeah, or just while I was tumbling, I, I think. Like the first thing I hit was my head, and I was like, "Oh shit! I hope I don't break my neck, right?" And then I'm like, "Tumble, tumble, tumble, slam!" And I'm like, "Oh shit, my wrist that hurt!" And then I tuck my arms in, tumble, 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 and then slam my foot hits the pavement. So it was, it was kind of like that. Like each time, like it was long enough where I was like, something would happen. So were you using it. the starfish mm-hmm. method? No, <laughs> <laughs> I think I just I, I landed like this, yeah, and then and like on my head, and then went to the side, and then tumbled a couple times because the momentum and the speed was just so there was nothing I could do. Yeah, you just kind of right? ragged off. So, right? Yeah, when you watch GP, you're like, oh, the guy slides off, and he's like like standing up while he's sliding, or he's going for like a hundred something feet, and he's just like sitting there reading a book waiting for it to come to a stop. <laughs> that was not my experience. Maybe it's a uh, time to go to gymnastics okay. with your kids. Yeah, working on the we, do, we do kids yoga. We do cosmic, and cosmic yoga in the yeah, winter. Yeah, somersaults. But the the important <clears throat> thing, Mike, um, you're okay aside from the cast. Yeah. So no, the important thing is the bike is okay. Yeah. So I saw the the flag guy. So like, and then I hit dirt, right? Yes. And and like I I stopped really quick. And I think that I was like I was still going really fast when I hit the dirt, and that was like a quick stop. And I remember like getting up on my knees and being like thinking the first thing I was like well if I lay down they're gonna send an ambulance out let me see if I'm okay so I just stood up real quick <laughs> and I'm like okay like I'm not dizzy uh, and I'm like and I go to step and I'm like okay my foot hurts a little bit and my wrist hurts my, my hand hurt I didn't know what it was I was like this side hurts mm-hmm. Wait, can, I look you, up can you do the, that again but slower yeah I look up at the flag guy and, <laughs> and he's looking at me like you're okay and I'm like I'm good I'm good don't call the ambulance then I said, should I come back over there behind him where it's safe? And I look over, and my bike's in the dirt, so I'm like, all right, it's safe, no problem. And I start like kind of limping over there, and the guy's mouth is wide open when I get close to him. He looks at me, he's like, he just paused, and he's like, are you fucking okay? And I could tell by the look on his face <laughs> yeah. that it was probably a lot worse than I <laughs> yeah. looking. Maybe because he knows you're 40. Experience. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
and uh, and then I, and then I asked him. I was like, "Well, what happened?" He's like, "That was a that was a high speed violent um, high side," and I was like, "High speed violent high side." Wow, those are so those leathers like, you bought really came through. Huh? Yeah, so I <laughs> said, yeah. some real biker shit uh, string yeah. of words. You got and then there. he's like, That's "What are you riding? A four hundred? He's like, "You high sided a four hundred? And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." I mean, now, <laughs> do you do you have the airbag? Yeah, so I had what I was Did wearing. That work? Yeah, I had Alpine Ooh. Star boots. Uh, track boots. I had a, a Mythos uh, custom leather track suit. I had a AirTech Five uh, race and street vest, and I had bell bell helmet, and I had gauntlet gloves. Um, and I swear, like when I got up, I could feel that I was all puffed out from the airbag. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome to my life every day. Yeah, but I also remember, like, um, as I was tumbling, remembering that, like, oh, like I'm not getting as hurt as I thought I would, because with all this yeah. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So the minute I got up, I was like so grateful that I had on the gear that I had on because. So did uh, the air vest make a big difference? Everything. That's it was good fucking hear. everything. My entire upper torso, where I was taking all this stuff, yeah. like. Not a scratch on it. Like, and it was just the points where, you know, that stick out, like my shoulders, because I'm tumbling. My elbows were fine. Like, my um, Mythos suit has like an elbow that goes all the way down to here with like really Mm. soft uh, stuff in it. And I'm slamming my elbows, and my elbows are good. Like, everything on me with everything that happened, like, the only thing that happened was something that was like not preventable was the momentum of me spinning. And I just remember slamming the top of my hand. Right into the pavement, and that's what. Ooh. Now, and nobody was laughing at you. Nobody was around. I was. I, was this, I beat everybody. Nobody could keep up with me. So is, this no the, is this the the vest you got on Ben Good that just blows up two sex dolls? No. No. Okay. Three. No. But, Three. Yeah. So <laughs> Three. one on the back. Yeah. <laughs> we were watching footage from your GoPro. Yeah. And mm. no shit. So there's thousand yeah. cc bikes on that track. There's RSV fours. <clears throat> There is Jixa 1000s, there's CBR 1000s. This clown is going past all of them. Yeah. And it's nice. all technique. Most the of them. guy was yeah, ripping. Ca- ca- you were just carrying the speed through. And that's why I'm surprised you high well, Because you had a more just consistent right. speed throughout. Yeah. And so, so that's what I'm saying is that like, so uh, I'll just... I'll just back up real quick. That day, it was, it was a long ride away. Um, the last track of day I did was like a month ago at Sonoma. And I remember... Um, the entire track day, I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, I can't get body position right. I just can't, like, nothing feels comfortable. Everything feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't until, like, the last two sessions where I started to really loosen up and, and find it, find a good groove. So, and I was concerned because Sonoma is only 45 minutes away. It's a big track, a lot right. of straightaways, big turns. Um, this was a little bit more technical, but I'm very c- comfortable with Thunderhill because I've done it a bunch of, like, a few times already. So, I just remember going in there being like, fuck, it's a full day. It's like a three and a half hour ride. You know, it's a big commitment. Three days, pretty much. Two nights sleeping or whatever. Maybe I'll drive back the same day. And I was like, I hope I can get the most out of the session. Right. And from from C Group was where I started. The end of that session, the guy like like flagged me down and pulled me to the side. I thought I did something wrong. And he's like, dude, what? you got to go. You got to get. You got to go into B Group. And I was like, oh, well, you know, like. I don't know. I'm here with my friend, and like I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm fast enough. He's like, dude, you got to get out of B group. You, you, you got to C group. You can't ride in this group. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So I was like patting myself on the back, like quietly, like, oh, that's really yeah, sweet. Right. You know? Mr. <laughs> like, Mr. Swollen head. Yeah, yeah you're just yeah, eating it up. Dude. Yeah, I was like, oh, like oh, poor me, oh, little old me in B group. Like I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. So they put me in B group, and then I remember. Going through the day, sitting there thinking, like, does everyone in B group know something I don't know? Is there is there just like something on the track, or is it like still too cold out to be pushing it this hard? 
because I was like, hmm. fucking smoking everybody, right? And there wow. was like two or three people in the in the group. Um, and and I always had this idea in my head where I'm like, I'm just gonna take it back. I just want to be here to learn. I just want to be here to learn. But at some point, like when when I'm getting stuck behind six guys and they, these guys are like pretending to get their knee down and like doing all this bullshit, yeah, and they're ear uh, and beat, yeah, I get you. I'm like, oh fuck this, dude! Yeah. Like I could go twice as fast as you around this turn, so I start doing it, and um and I have race chrono for my lap timer. Mm-hmm. It tells you everything, max speed. It gives you tons and tons of data. So each time I'd come in and be checking my thing and see my time and um. And I was sharing it with one of the guys next to us, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like a one thirty eight. He's like, "Dude, that's like a like an almost A group pace or something like that, or like high wow. Bs." And nice. I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like I did, I know no reference, and I was like, "Oh damn, dude, I must be good." You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm just riding. Yeah, I was no, going it, fast. Yeah. You know, the thing I the thing I was so impressed with with the GoPro footage. You know the really really quick guys. A smooth and you were smooth yeah you know there's no there's no jerkiness there's no messing about through the corners it's yeah just really consistent really smooth action yeah you apexing on every corner well, um, and, and we watched maybe like half an hour 20 minutes of, of your, that track day yeah a few videos and I, and I really liked how you were able to articulate exactly what you were doing oh you know what you're and doing, your line yeah. And your uh, the other riders' lines and what they're doing and the way that you know the turns yeah and how to approach them that was really that yeah. was really cool. The thing I liked is you're like, so here's what I know that they're gonna do. I know that they're gonna yeah. break early and then they're gonna cut late and then so you knew your path to take right. through them and then here they're doing what you predicted they're gonna exactly. do, so, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. here we are right now. You've got that cast on. So <laughs> you're gonna have that cast on for how long? Uh, as soon as uh, I can get the uh, Dremel to cut it off. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I got well, no, hang on. So, um, in <laughs> less knife. in um, 10 days. Can opener. At the one show. At the one show. Yeah. Um, you're going to be wearing the cast. Now, to all of our friends and listeners you're who are joining us on. at the yes. one show. You're being volunteered Ooh. for something. Um, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you sign it. When you actually get into the one show, Tor will give you. Um, a Sharpie, your very own Sharpie, so you can vote for your bikes. So what I would like you all to do is go up to Mike and write messages of support on his cast. <laughs> Put a dick on this his forehead. Is your, yeah. This is your chance. Oh, you're yes. saying that this isn't my cast. Bring, this is the Motorcycle some, Misfits Listeners cast. This is yes. your chance. The People's Choice Award cast. <laughs> to show <laughs> how much you care for Mike. Write messages of support. Or just write messages on his like cast, and um, it's it it could be the greatest thing ever, Mike. So, uh, <laughs> so what's your rider number? Mark Marquez has got ninety three. What are you? Uh, Freya's birthday, oh. nine ten. Nice, oh. nice. Yeah, and All then right. I have like Pegasus on my my suit, flying horse. Nice. Oh yeah, because you know, cool. that's me, it's a flying horse. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so big on this little bike, you know. What I mean? It's like, how does it fly? You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, gorilla. I'm going to tell you some other funny shit. Is that like mm-hmm. it was fun to rip past these people because I've had that experience too, especially on my 1000 when you'd see like a KTM 390 just like double the speed on the turn and yeah. ripping past you on the inside. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. so I'm that guy, but like I'm big, right? So I'm on this little ass bike and then these people are seeing this yellow and blue blur. 
just ripping hmm. past. And it's like a clown on those little tiny bicycles, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and what I did was I started checking some other shit out to see, and there'd be like a couple of other people riding, you know, pretty good paces. And they were, I think, I, I don't really have a reference again, but somebody told me, and then I looked online. Yeah. But my best time was 133, and I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's like, somebody was like, yo, you did that on a 400? And I'm like, yeah. So I was like, I was just so stoked on it. And the thing is, the whole, the whole Saturday, right? I'm in the hospital Saturday night. Because I got up and I was like, I went to the medic and I was like, yo, can I get some ibuprofen? He's like, whoa, we can't give it to you. I don't yeah. think they did a really good job there. But he's like, I'll tell you what, you should probably go to the hospital and get an x-ray before you go home, before mm-hmm. you take any ibuprofen. And I was like, eh, you know, we got a long ride. My thing's all swollen up. And I was like, whatever. So it turned out I did go to the hospital in uh, the Willows Glen yeah. something or other the hospital. Airlift place, yeah. Yeah, the little, little, little tiny hospital. They were the most fantastic hospital I've ever been to. They did like MRIs. He's like he he called it a, a class one category something traumatic injury, hmm. and they did like scans on my head and my neck and all this shit. And just oh yeah, to like okay, you told them that guy did this on the track, so they yeah, and they they, they were CEO. pissed off at the mm-hmm. track because they were like, yo, they, these guys didn't like they just told you to just drive here, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you yeah, crash wow. at four thirty and you're here at six thirty. What where have you been doing since then? I said, well, I had to load up all my shit. Yeah, and they're like, and I had to like load all my bikes and do all that stuff. So I made like, and I made a makeshift splint. I had tire, um, tire irons and blue tape. Yeah, oh, perfect. I, I wrapped them around my wrist with a like nice. a neck thing, and then I to keep my wrist straight. And I showed yeah. up with this, and they're looking at me like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But um, yeah, it was it was really cool too. Like she was saying, is that the you know all these bikes on the track? Um, I I felt like I was missing something. Because I'm like, why are these people going so fucking slow? Mm-hmm. Like the whole day. And I'm like, do they know something that I don't know? Is there oil on the track? Is it too cold still to be going this fast? And it kept happening all throughout the day. And then I was like, I was. it was like when I lived in Florida. Like I fucked a bunch of girls and I thought I was the man, right? But then I realized that everybody was fucking girls in Florida. <laughs> it's Florida. Right? No. So I, I'm on this the, analogy? The analogy is that like, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm in B group. Oh. And I'm, and I'm doing really good in B group, right? I thought I was like, oh, it must be pretty. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm seeing everybody's fucking girls. They're just giving it away for free. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like oh, you don't even no. have to talk to them. Florida uh, girls. That's right. Why? That's right. Dade County. But All you got to do right. is buy them a How blue many, drink. Uh, was, 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 <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm thinking like maybe there was a bunch of people who saw C was uh, uh, full and then just signed up for B or something. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't pump Was there a lot of people in B group? How many people no. would you say? Oh, okay. uh, maybe like. 15 or 14. <laughs> okay, that's C group had like 20 like 26. Yeah, that's what that right. Yeah. So it's okay. like it was like your traffic the entire like every Yeah, that turn. sucks too. So, I don't like that. Mm, yeah. Um, but bike's good. <laughs> but um, that was going to be my next question. Anything I can do to help you with the bike? No, I I, I literally do you remember the clip-ons? Yeah. It was just it was kind of it, turned. it got turned a little bit. I just loosened it up, put it back where it belonged. There you I go. had the Woodcraft things. I put a new uh peg on there. That's yeah. good. And I'm just going to change out the slider that I had on there. That's yeah. it. The bike looks nice. like fucking nothing happened. Is it rashed Great. out? Wow. No. Good? No, didn't even touch the plastic. Nothing. That's I'm pretty shocked. Cool. That's cool. That's I grinded awesome. down the castle bolt on the um, the uh, rear axle. Yeah. Perfect. So I just ordered a new one from Honda and a new bolt. But, you know, yeah. whatever. Aside from that, it, the bike is, I mean, and, I got another crash in it. And this won't thwart any of your plans. No. How's your, how's your confidence? Fucking excellent. So <laughs> that's the most important part. Yeah, so here's 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 what the cool thing is, right? And I was sitting there. Marie was like, I was glowing uh, in the hospital. All I could say was like, dude, 133. They're like, what does that mean? You were going 133 miles an hour. I was like, no. no it's been, it's been <laughs> I don't think my device goes that fast. That's but. great, though, because a lot of people crash and their confidence dips. No. Insanely. Yeah. But uh, 
your your confidence your this story is inspiring yeah i can't wait to go so. back and 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 you know go on with fresh tires and see if i could beat that time so i was gonna say how mm-hmm. um how are you gonna sort of mitigate the chance of that not happening again i'm probably gonna like fresh oh, tires bigger glove or f- fresh tires i'm gonna probably not do the first and last session um i'm gonna monitor my tire temperature a little bit more right um and my pressures like i i was pretty good with the the pressures, but what are, what are you running as pressure? Uh, thirty two, thirty hot, hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or wait, 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 thirty twenty eight hot. Sorry. All right. But here's the crazy thing, right? If I Marie was like, why I'm so, I'm kind of upset here that you're not really more bummed about this. Look at your arm, blah blah blah. You know, you can't even scratch your own ass. And I said, well, <laughs> I, I said I'm fucking so stoked. I hit a one thirty three, like one thirty three, one thirty three. I just kept saying it would have sucked if you were so sucking and got hurt. Would you do it again for a one thirty two? Absolutely, yeah. I would do it right now. If the I whole second's an eternity. Man. Cut, that's, cut that's, it that's, off. It, it's huge. I, I I got like four seconds back within like two sessions. I couldn't fucking believe so it. So you're gonna go for uh, a, a group? Uh, maybe I'll start in B and see if they'll move in A. But yeah. what what I'm really stoked about. And what really made a big difference to me was that I didn't panic break and lock the front end up and low side, right? I didn't not look through a turn and panic and drive off, right? Because when you're driving around, if you watch some of the videos that I have, you see it's like a graveyard. And you could see it's always in turn four and six mm-hmm. where there's, you could see the, the marks <coughs> where they go right off the track because yeah, yeah. they panic yeah. or they do whatever they do and they low side and slide off. And so... Uh, because it's a tough turn. It's good to say that. Uh, I think. Did you unplug your mic? Yeah, your mic oh, is not on. Yeah, check one. Two. Okay, there you go. So uh, you fought for the turn. You kept fighting for it, huh? Yeah, you can't. That's good. Yeah, that's I went down good. fighting, and, and yeah, that's yeah. that's what it was. It was like um, it was victorious. Yeah. I was like, you know, it sucked. I'm in the cast, but I'm like fucking because you you. I don't feel in, like I you fucked were up. in the zone. That's what you want. Yeah, the zone. The crash is the Xander zone. The price you Triple pay X. to be in the, the zone. That was <laughs> the Xander zone. Oh, yeah, exactly. the Xander zone. <laughs> the Xander zone. Taking us back to 2005, so, Mike. Yeah, babe. <laughs> so I, got, I have a question, um, Mike. Are are you looking at the the suspension as well? Because you were saying that when when it high sided, it was like a compression thing with the compression, uh, the suspension compressed and then unloaded, and that kind of threw you off. Do you think that there's some way that you can set up the suspension differently where it will respond in a, in a more predictable way? Yeah, so it's a good, a good, a good question because oh, yeah. usually they have catalyst reaction or a suspension tuner at the, mm. um, the event, but there was none there that day. So mm. basically what I did was I had it set up for Sonoma, which has got like big elevation changes, mm. a lot of G-force mm-hmm. like at the end of carousel and all this other shit. Which it was kind of set up for at that point, um, and then when I spoke with the owner of the track time, he was saying like he's like we don't really need to adjust it too much, but we went over a couple of things, and I had slipping on the rear tire in like the third session, and that's when I went mm-hmm. to him. Did I was you like, know specifically which mm-hmm. turns? Like yeah, okay, yeah, it happened it consistently in, at certain turns. It was in four, and okay. I was like I could feel the back going like this a little bit, yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like I bet you I need to like like loosen it up a little bit or or. Whatever. I like, knew it had to be that because the tires were good like, at that point. Yeah. Like increase the rebound or something. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I went out with him and we fucked around with it a little bit. And then I didn't have that problem all day. And I was running really great times. And then all yeah. of a sudden, come 4.30, like I consciously was like shaving a second or two or three per lap. Yeah. So I knew I was yeah. pushing it that much harder. And I, and I right. know that like at that point, I hadn't been doing that all day. And then now I push that suspension to that next place where it, I should have adjusted it prior to. Yeah. It, um, exactly because you're you're pushing it so fast 
suspension wasn't reacting fast enough for how you were riding it at that point. Yeah, you say? yeah, because yeah. I was consciously like 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 cracking it open. I'd be like, yeah. I'm going like what 74 usually in this turn, and like I think I can hit 80. Yeah, right, yeah. so I'm going six miles an hour faster. I'm compressing that much harder. Yeah, right. yep. And then you have like the tire wear and, and all that shit. So right, and because you're riding faster, you have to react faster when you're going into that turn. And if the suspension is not there where you need it, it's things it's still slow the, the fuck down, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, right? But I tell you, when you're yeah. going that fast, it feels like things start to slow down. Like me and Doug were watching on the video, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna like hit that dude." And I remember, when, <laughs> I remember that moment. Right. Yeah. And it looked like you were gonna you you had him. Yeah. And then, and then he kind of blocked. He went out of out of out of the shot, yeah. and then blew past you. And you're like, "No, I didn't have him." <laughs> yeah, and it'd be like these kind of moments when you're going where it, it's just you're following the line. Somebody might be do a block or something like that, and then you like come up with some sort of workaround, or you pace them for a lap and see where they're they're not strong, and then you take them. And for me, most <laughs> of the places were like outside, outside turns. The- Outside yeah, passes. there was a lot of outside passes on, the, on those videos. Like, like I'm going like 15 miles an hour fast in these fools, like on their big bikes, <laughs> yeah. like wow. outside, just like ripping and then coming back into the apex. And it was yeah, like, it was serious. Like 15 miles an hour is a huge delta, especially in a turn. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's like, it's not like I'm like crawling to get faster than them. You just like, I'm just like passing them. Like they're yeah. like, this is in class B. Yeah. Wow. That's if, awesome. I said I'm saying like it I was, was like damn dude like I'm happy about the weekend. I can't, it, I got it was to just about. it was just like Florida all over again. That's right, it, bitches everywhere <laughs> giving it away for free. <laughs> and except these bitches with Jixxer 750s. Oh, CBR 1000s, <laughs> just giving it away on the track. You know what I mean? Usually how that works. Oh I God. thought it was just old people that drive their cars look it up with, with their them. mouth open, They're like zombies. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, how is this? Yeah, this well, person's that's dead. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad to say uh, to hear that uh, you're you're pushing the limits of your bike and your ability and your decision making skills, which is nice. Yeah, and uh, you didn't get fucking too brutally punished for it. You know what I mean? That's well, yeah. I think it's that's life, you, though. You've dude. made that's, you've you know. made some good decisions. You've yeah. got the right bike, <laughs> right gear, and the right gear. Yeah, it sounds like a good combo. So um, I'm so stoked that wasn't a CBR 1000. We've got Emma yeah. with the with the mystery the beverage. Weird, <laughs> We're gonna share this the weird apple guess, soda. Uh, that's that's way knock too much. you on some of that. Yeah. Um, I bet you it's like ninety percent sugar. Force feed this no to Mike. What? <laughs> yeah, it looks taste. like somebody. I, if you I saw know. where this thing was actually positioned in Liza's fridge next to the baking soda, <laughs> <laughs> and like, like the moldy All cheese, the way yeah. that. there's like this <laughs> bottle of stuff. <laughs> what's, it, what's it? What's it? I got She's like, do you want some apple soda? I was like, it doesn't say apple. It says stuff. It just says <laughs> bottle of stuff. Uh, so I'm, so I'm <laughs> double fisting this shit. Yeah. Who wants next some? Next to the moldy cheese. All right, I'll pass it to Emma. It's called a mundet. Yeah. Oh my god, that is that is laden with sugar. (laughs) That's usually how they work. Oh my god, Liza, what's next on the menu? Um, what's next? Oh well, I I had an I had an incident at Mototown. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Was it a good or a bad incident? You didn't drop my bike, Um, did you? No, I didn't drop your or anybody else's bike. (laughs) However, (laughs) um, if if you listen to this podcast regularly, you will know that I do have a history of setting triumphs on fire. Mm. And And putting green sapphire fucking air things on the air valves. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've got the limited edition sapphire. (laughs) Yes. So... um, I set a triumph on fire, and it wasn't entirely <laughs> my. So proud of this. Well, no. So what actually happened was, um, I was starting it, and this is an engine I've just built. So I started it from scratch, and you know, when when you build an engine, 
um, you have to kind of guess the timing. And I guessed it wrong, and it coughed back, and it set itself on fire. Um, oh, and I'm price, like, the like through, the, wrong. through the carbs, it coughed back through the carbs. Yeah, it coughed back through the carbs. <laughs> nice. And having just tickled the carbs, as you do on an animal, um, mm. you know, there's gas everywhere. So the bike is yeah. now on fire. <laughs> and oh. I think, oh, oh, this isn't a problem. I can I can pat it out. So I, oh. pa- I start patting it out, and then like, oh, the my hands are on fire. So oh, now... The bike is on fire and my hands are on fire. Ah! Where's, oh, so, no. where's your fire extinguisher? Well, th- that's a very good question, Knock. Yeah. And in so realize you didn't have it's one. It's in England. <laughs> no, it's fortunately I knew I had an inkling that it might do this. So yeah. my fire extinguisher wasn't far away. So yeah. I pulled the pin and I and it was out. Yeah. By which time the fire on my hands had gone out as well. <laughs> And it was this peculiar, like, pale yellow powder. Yeah, yeah, that's a pain in the ass to remove. Oh, it's awful. It went everywhere. And it's, it's very <laughs> abrasive on your throat as yeah, well. So I had to drink yeah, lots on of... my bike, didn't it? Um, no, Crunch. it didn't get anywhere it's on... Spray, no, spray in the background. <laughs> Captain Crunch is next door at Hernandez oh, Auto Detail. God. I'd already done. <laughs> but, I mean, God almighty, what a mess. And it put the fire out mm. immediately, of course. Um, but it was... Um, <laughs> I really need to stop setting triumphs on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know. recommended. So that Wait, was... Which, uh, uh, what triumph is this? I, I, it's one of the classic... One of the classic it's called the bikes. Hellfire. Yeah, it's a... It, it it's an a, older bike. Like It's not like Hellfire. a newer bike that does that, right? Like, no, the, yeah. no, the new ones do set themselves on fire, but for different reasons. Right, right. But electronically, this, they do that. Yes. No, <laughs> this, was <laughs> a, this was an older triumph that was entrusted uh, to this me. Is, this we, was an analog fire. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> a digital fire. Right. Can we return to the discussion of the, the prettiest rear end on a bike, please? No, I'm not, still not offended, for this one. Offended this about one. about this. Uh, what you were saying outside the Prius rear end? No, yeah, the prettiest rear end on a sports bike. RF nine hundred. We're we're nope. saving that one because it's not really good for audio podcasts talking about visual stuff. Well, yeah. you just Google it's, it. You know what, Mike? That's one of the ones we argue about out in the parking lot. But really, nothing argued because I, I was right. Um, <laughs> hey, I wanted to share some more interesting news. Yes. Um, a friend of mine, Mike Bobbitt, and a guy named Greg Rice, they set out to do some records, uh, some Iron Butts, and to be the first. This is pretty cool. Actually, you know what? That sounds like a 70s songwriter combo, Bobbitt and Rice. (laughs) And now, no, not Lorena Bobbitt. No, Bobbitt and Rice and... Here's the latest from Bobbitt and Rice. So first, uh, they and they completed this to do the first Iron Butt um, uh, from border to border in Mexico. And they hmm. went from America to Guatemala. Okay. 1,410 miles. That's quite a jaunt. under 24 hours. Good Lord. Damn, that's a... Hmm. What are their average speed? It's not stated. Yeah. Not stated. Um, How many federals did no? Pay that's off? Um, well, yeah. That's really that's that you know, is, yeah. That's but they about, were on uh, GS twelve hundreds. That averages fifty five miles an hour, and maintaining fifty five miles an hour as an average over twenty four hours takes a lot G, of doing. They're on GS twelve fifties, but they weren't done there. Oh, and as they're coming into the uh, hotel, the yes. final end of this four hundred miles. Um, like three miles out, one of them ran over a a, a, a file. They oh, a literally file. got a metal file. Six inches of a three sided file 
shoved into the tire. Oh, shit. Oh, they man. had to stop and patch it twice to make it the th- like the three miles to the hotel. Oh, my God. Because it was such a works. big oh. hole. She usually how that works. Oh, my God. It kept blowing God. out. So then that- they... I, I would have ridden it on the goddamn rim. If it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, is it tubeless? Um, yeah, GS twelve. Twelve fifty. Yeah, but that was not. Wow. So then they had a day to rest, twenty four hours to rest. They tried to get a new tire. They couldn't because then they were setting off to go do another uh, iron butt across. Uh, I guess that's what's Central America. Yeah. Right. So Jeez. their goal was to make it to, let's see, they were going to do uh, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Gua- uh, let's see, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Damn. Costa Rica. I don't know if I have those all in order. But, and they didn't complete it in time because mm. border crossings mm. killed them. One oh, of the border better. crossings took two hours. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then. That's rough. Unfortunately, when they got to, I think it's, uh, yeah, they arrived at the Costa Rica border mm-hmm. at 2.30 a.m. to find a sign that says, border opens at 6 a.m. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not unfortunate. Cool. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and so they were set up a little camping in the parking lot, which turned out to be right in front of all the vendor spots where all the vendors store all their goods. So like they said, at 4.30 a.m., all these people started showing up and pulling stuff out of the, the <laughs> vendor spots and kept waking them up and making a move. And <laughs> so, they, so they, yeah. But uh, so that thwarted it. But they did 744 miles in 19 hours in three countries. A pretty cool attempt to wow. do. Um I mean, especially anyone who's traveled down there, border crossings is hard. You never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with, with a little planning, though, you know, making sure you don't cross at night, you know, maybe it could be, could be done. So uh, did they ever make it to Panama? <laughs> <laughs> Panama. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to them for, but still, going across Mexico? Yeah. Uh, that's a big deal. In 24 awesome. hours? That's like That's drug really runner cool. shit, though. Like in America, it's like yeah, it's a bunch of people fucking off trying to like make good time. But like in that region, you're like you're, you're carrying fucking heroin. I know it. You're like there are bales of cocaine in your tire. That's how that works. Yeah. Um, hey, I put out a call to our listeners for some tell me why questions. Mm. I said they could be technical, personal, philosophical, anything at all, and we got some in. The first one. Yes. Comes from Tad, and he says, uh, "Tell me why, if the tell function, <laughs> if the function of an intake on a motorcycle is to suck in air, and the exhaust is to get rid of it after combustion, then why isn't the intake in the front and the air and the exhaust at the rear? Too much air." <laughs> well, Yamaha has got one of those. Yeah, I mean, depends on the bike. No, I mean. Yeah. So reversed heads have been around for a long, long time. But if you think about it... You want to cool it down, too. Well, he, see, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Which side of the engine runs hotter? Exhaust the exhaust. Right, so you want the exhaust in the mm-hmm. airflow to cool that off. Mm. Plus, are you feeding raw air into that or filtered air? Nope. Are you feeding mm-hmm. raw air or filtered air into the engine? It's usually filtered. filtered air. 
So you're going to stick a giant airbox right on the front of the bike? Um, remember when we were talking about um, a long time ago, we were talking yes. to Luke, uh, who designed the batteries for Zero. Yes. And he said mm. an infernal combustion engine's goal is to make heat. A byproduct is yeah. power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, I can see that heat management would be a big part of that, right? Right. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily buy into that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this this way of thinking later in the show, is mm-hmm. providing the worst example. You know, internal combustion engines aren't as efficient, inefficient as people would make you believe. Um, but nevertheless, back in the day... We actually did a lot of reversed heads on Triumphs, and they look cool as hell. Was mm-hmm. that the name of your horse back in the day? Yes. Triumph? Okay. Clippity-clop. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but you do a reversed head on a Triumph, and of course, you know, you'd have the carbs sticking straight out the front, and then the exhaust sticking straight out the back, mm-hmm. which was absolutely fabulous. Um, no real power gains, but it looked cool. Well, and you look at, um, like, Aaron takes, like, the Kuryakin Hypercharger. I mean, that's just a big scoop out there. Scoopy. Yeah. Yeah. Getting there. No, so, yeah, it's, um, oh, this is horrible. I'm using some chapstick that is sold. It's like a glue stick. Now my oh, oh no. that's yeah. a Suzuki. That, that is yeah. a glue stick. That, that is, is the glue Suzuki oh, glue stick for gluing your mouth my... together. Oh, shit. That's actually Threadlock. By the way, <laughs> it's not that way. That was a bad move. That was a bad move. Um, Emma, you have one there to read. I do indeed, and this is from Joe in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Tell me why <laughs> minivans still feel like a second-hand method of transport for motorcycles. My vin- my minivan and my Harbor Freight trailer with a shit ton of Loctite has been the best combination of transport to date. Mm-hmm. Yet, I still feel like a second-class citizen when I transport motorcycles. I can haul <laughs> two motorcycles, one dirt bike and two bit bikes, and sleep in the back if I have to. At vintage days, if I'm not appropriately drunk, I have to sleep in there because the inevitable a-hole who at the stroke of midnight lights what sounded like a stick of dynamite. Dynamite. Will minivans ever be cool? Will I boo-hoo peace out? Um, I think that's the only way a minivan I, is cool, right? Is we that depends on the minivan. Cool yeah. Minivans are cool, though. I, is, is this is this one that has the windows all the way? Because if it's like um, a cargo uh, van? Uh, I have one word to make any cargo van cool. Yes. Bubble window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. No, I think he's talking about like this sort of... Dodge minivan, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the caravan. Yeah, Caravans. the caravan kind of Soccer thing. Mom. Yeah. Um, Wait, Joe, uh, I've got good news and bad news, darling. Um, you sound very, very cool, and you sound like a wonderful <laughs> human being. Um, minivan's never going to be cool. Oh! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't Chrysler make some crazy overpowered V8 fuck-off monstrosity back in the day? Durango like the, or something. Was some, something there like that. It was some souped-up minivan. Yeah, I, I mean, it was like a minivan, but they put a, a, mm. a fuckhouse motor Minivans in it are or cool. something. No, the only yeah. cool minivan was uh, the Oldsmobile. Astro. No, the Oldsmobile. <laughs> no, wait a minute. An no. Astro is a van. It's a it, van It's not a minivan. We're talking oh, about minivan. like the sort I thought of... thought it was a minivan. Yeah, Astro's totally a minivan. It's a minivan. Yeah, that was so, Ford's yeah. answer to the Chrysler minivan. Joe... 
See, my definition, because I think we're dealing with different hold definitions of what right. a minivan well, Ford, is. All right, hold on. Well, Ford made the E350 like the big full-size van. Yeah. Sure. But then the Astro was their, their smaller minivan family-sized version, right? Tell us, what do you have to say? I have seen a Prius tow a trailer with motorcycles on it. So your van <laughs> is cooler it's, than it's the Prius. Cool. So, it's, it's not cool, but, there is, but it's cooler than... But no, I think we have different definitions of what actually a minivan is because you've got like a, va- a smaller vans, which is like an Astro or something, which is actually a van but may have windows in it. And then you've got things like um, the Chrysler. What I don't, I can't even remember what it is. But it's the mommy Caravan. van with a sliding door on the side and it's yeah, front wheel drive Caravan. and just right. gruesome. So it's a there's a 2021. Chrysler Pacifica with like, oh yeah, seven hundred horsepower. Oh, what, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? No, is that too? You know, they they in the what late eighties, early nineties, they were making cargo van conversions to family vans, and it would have like three rows of seats, and right. the seats would fold out to make a bed, and that was your your family's excursion mobile. But you guys are missing right. the that, obvious. What? Because it's not just the van we're talking about. What's attached to the van? Trailer. With puppies, the, the pussy Lock- magnet Loctite. No, he said he has a trailer, a trailer with hitch? motorcycles. It's right. cool. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. full yeah. stop. Any time you attach motorcycles to anything, it gets cooler. You've completed the task. Yeah, You've now made it cool. <laughs> right, right. You can make it cooler with a bubble window. Just saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, this one is from Leslie in Kentucky. Hello, Leslie in Kentucky. Uh, tell me why you all are so cool and make me so happy. I love listening to you guys. Oh, uh, that's not true. You're just drunk. Oh, that's yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Drunk emails. Yeah. you <laughs> No, just, kidding. Yeah. I think it's the same answer uh, because we have motorcycles attached to us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the fact of the it's matter really, is, if good. you were to actually take away motorcycles from each of our lives, we'd just be very immature, sad people. Yeah. I'd be a musician and artist. Like, <laughs> only He'd be a plumber, plumber, nut and bolt salesperson. God knows what I'd be doing. I'd probably be driving a bus because I wouldn't have <laughs> motorcycles in my life. Tire fitter. And like, what geek, the hell? Geek. Uh, nobody, nobody knows what I do. Geek. Yeah. No, hermit, hermit, <laughs> graphic hermit. designer. Hermit, he yeah. would be a hermit. <laughs> I'm an art nerd. But uh, <laughs> my answer to your question shit. is only you can answer that question. Why do you think we're cool? Because none of us are cool. Why our, do you think you're our cool? voices are? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, our yeah. voices can be cool. Exactly. Yes. Well, but I saved. Oh, I saved. Oh, the, oh, good. Oh. I saved the best for last. We have one more, Tell Me Why, and this one is my favorite. So I said, hey, send me an audio or video clip, and somebody actually did. (laughs) So this one, you guys ready for this? Yes. All right. Hey there, misfits. This is Sean (laughs) from Millersport, Ohio. And tell me why, why Castle Sliders are so bad for us, but we can't stop eating them. Oh man! <laughs> I know the answer to this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome! I fucking love White Castle sliders, dude. So they're so good. Let's talk. Uh, I love that. So fucking many of them. That's so what's awesome let's about talk them. about the composition of White Castle sliders. So White Castle <laughs> sliders are uh, 
very there's um, a lot of starch, carbohydrates, and fat within. Mm. Um, sauteed onions. Sauteed. It's yeah. all terribly bad for you. But do you know why they taste so good? Just because there are holes in the patty. Yeah, do so you when you when actually they did that? steam, yes, so that the meat flavour. No, it's so they can give you less meat but charge you the same price. Oh, I, thought- I remember being a kid when they when they put that out, like, oh, it's cool because we do this, and they had the picture of a cow with holes in it, like a pretend <laughs> one. And they're like, oh, the new burger from White Castle. And I'm like, dude, they're giving. I remember as a kid being like, oh, so you're getting like half the burger for the same price. Well, you see that what that's what makes you cool and smart. You see, I thought it was so that the buns steamed evenly. I don't. I just remember being like, dude, well, that's a scam. <laughs> I thought I thought Give the, the holes they, they slid the burgers onto rods like and they got a whole stack of burgers <laughs> on rods um, put it in the steam machine. Anyway, so like a hundred of them. At um, darlings, we live in California, and um, I'm afraid White Castle is a very poor substitute for In and Out. Fight me. So, like, you could go <laughs> to Safeway and get White Castles in a box. We sell them at Costco, right? Yeah. But you can't get in and out in a box at the same way and cook it up in your microwave. No, yeah, right. True. Because so, right? I have a White Castle story, actually. Oh, do you really? I do. Does it involve Does rainbow-colored throw No. Does it involve <laughs> Harold and Kumar? No. So um, I tried White Castle once. Um, I was on one of my trips to New York. I used to go to New York for the weekend to go see shows and have fun. Okay. And I uh, actually went with Cindy Creech uh, from yeah, the Barzy yeah. Rides. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, we're going to New York, we see shows, and we're going to eat at some really great restaurants. I'm like, okay, cool. Cultural establishment. So I was looking up, like, what are like, the best restaurants, and I made a lunch reservation at Le Bernardin, which is this, like, three-star, like, really high-end mm. French restaurant. We were mm. very excited about it. Um, but uh, our friends wanted to stop in at White Castle as soon as we landed, and I'm like, well, we're going to this very nice restaurant, so I'll just eat one, just so I can try it. So I ate one White Castle, and then we went to this lunch, and Cindy, she got like steak tartare, I got lobster caviar, it was yeah, like yeah. really extravagant. It's baller shit. Except I kept burping White Castle my whole <laughs> meal. And I was like, are you kidding me? All I could taste was like cheap meat and onions as yep. I'm eating my caviar and lobster. Well, those, mm. that's the holes. <laughs> that was the holes. <laughs> so for me, it was like, God damn it. We, we had a White Castle in um, where I lived and it was in like the worst fucking hood spot <laughs> in like all of like where I lived. Was and it like a nuisance business where like crackheads are all around it? Yeah, it was yeah. definitely okay. a crack spot. You yeah, mean, yeah. You okay. mean the Taco Bell that used to be downtown here? No, it was worse than that like yeah. it was just like my mom got robbed there when i was a kid like somebody went up to one of her windows and she looked and then somebody came to the other one and grabbed her purse oh shit and oh, like did, we moved out of there like when i was like five but <laughs> you know if you ever wanted white castle like you'd have to drive all the way over there and be like sh- like scared you don't get shot yeah um but i feel like once you're inside white castle you're in a safe place <laughs> you know I mean? it's like it's like the uh, literal white castle for the embassy <laughs> yeah it's like the, the embassy of safety so yeah um the ghetto switzerland like when i first New York, <laughs> when i first started at monterey peninsula passports and i worked with mike mccarthy mm-hmm. just down the road and it must have been one of the last few in california we had a church's chicken Oh and my God! Uh, I love, oh, in Seaside, yes. Oh my God! Now, yeah. and Church's chicken—it's not just about the chicken. They had this thing, this we call it crack rice, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a side, and it's—it's—I don't know how you describe it. It's kind of 
rice and mashed potato with just like everything in it. Mm -hmm. It's the Hmm. wildest stuff. Um, Probably about a zillion calories apart. And so uh, me and Mike could go there pretty much every day and we got terribly fat. (laughs) I think, Mike, you got to go? Yeah, I got dinner with the family. All right, man. Thanks for stopping in. Yeah, thanks for telling us your Thanks for bullshit. Yeah. I'll bring some Sharpies to one show. Well, no, everyone's going to get a Sharpie as you go in through the door to judge the bikes. So, you know, I think you should accommodate people, Mike, and let them write. Mike Marquez? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Messages of support for you on your cast. I'll, what I'll get be a, more? I'll get a beige cast because because white's gonna just get dirty and look like really scummy. Yeah. Well, make sure it's fresh for the one show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it'll be. I'm getting it next Thursday. So I think this is something you must right. do for your fans. You sure you don't yeah. want to send it out to a painter and get it vinyl wrapped and you know? I was thinking of like, <laughs> like, some, like crazy shit, like put something on there, like make it look new. Like, um, <laughs> extreme. And I think on Sunday afternoon, candy paint. Um. If anyone wants to do any artistry on your cast, we should really judge yeah, but you know what's the gonna quality happen? of the artistry. I think it's a good idea, right? But the problem is that anytime you give somebody something like this, like there's a bunch of people who do cool shit, and then there's that one person that takes up like the fucking A territory. Like, yeah. The entire, like, the entire well, you, you need, shit, you need to be the arbiter cool of this. And you can just uh, say, look, we're going to have to make this cast stretch for everyone. And they can always encroach on your I, skin a little bit. I, I kind of like, I think, the direction he was just going. I get the candy apple mixture yeah, and yeah. dip your hand in it and then everyone can take a lick. No, no, no. I mean like candy, <laughs> candy, candy paint. Oh, oh, that's not candy what you're saying. Oh, it'll, ju- it'll just remind <laughs> him of sticky all- cast with yeah. flies sticking to it and shit. You're, you're yeah, making me want to throw up rainbow puke. Like, yeah. it'll just, it like, it'll be, you fucking guys. <laughs> it'll be just like being in back in Orlando, isn't it, oh. Mike? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Orlando days. You know it. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Right, later, guys. Right. Hey, thanks for Take nothing. Easy, Mike. Yep. Right. Take it easy, homie. Uh, let's do a quick read from our sponsor. Emma. Okay. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Law Tigers <laughs> of oh. Northern California. Is back on that, huh? Yes. All right. Is proud to support NorCal's local motorcycle shops and businesses and we'll be featuring who are they going to feature moto town of marina california hey i know them at the upcoming quail motorcycle gathering when is that it's may 14th 2022 at the quail golf course in carmel by the sea Mm. this is the triumphant return of the quail that has been postponed since 2019 we missed out no 2020, no 2021 due to the yeah. pandemic. Check out Mototown and The Quail on yeah. Facebook and Instagram for more details and visit lawtigers.com to learn about that. To learn about their ongoing support of the riding community here in Northern California and nationwide. And I would like to add to that, you know, um, our local rep is um, Matt. Is Matt. Yeah. Um, really, really nice guy. He's been a great friend of the podcast over the years. They are bending over backwards to make my quail experience Mm -hmm. as good as possible. Um, I'm really proud to be partnering with them. I've got a tent going. We're going to be handing out merchandise. We're just going to be having a really good time. Bring the Misfits banner. You got a bike? Are you exhibiting a bike at all? I'm going to bring the purple trident. Six. Well, I'll either bring the Trident or I might I might bring Turbo out. All right. 
You know, I mean, it's the quail, so... Take, put all your shiny shit out there. Well, <laughs> you know, I I don't want to take away from law tigers. Okay. I just, oh, yeah, yeah. I That's think I'm say. just going to have one nice bike there, and whether yeah. it's turbo or whether it's the purple trident, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of a booth, babe. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. And we just have a little <laughs> table set out, and we can chat to people and just have a good time. But yeah. I hope a lot of other misfits are going to be out there. Um It'll be, it'll be a booth bike. It will. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, hey, Nock, do you watch uh, the Fortnite videos? Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I don't know. Did you see this? voice grates on me, but aside <laughs> from that, yeah. Did you see the recent one where he's riding the incumbent? Uh, recumbent. Recumbent. Recumbent, recumbent bike. <laughs> no. Also known as feet, incumbent. <laughs> incumbent. feet forward. Mm, was it a scooter? It's called a. <laughs> it's a scooter if it's uh, the your foot's. Forward, oh, right? you know it. It doesn't matter because. Or is it a bike with forward controls? It, no, it's one of those ones where you're sitting down low and your feet are forward. Mm. And it, actually, in this one, it didn't have like uh, handlebars. It had levers at your hips that you moved left and right to turn. Oh, because okay. the steering was so f- far in front of you. Anyway, okay. It got me thinking about that style of of writing and i brought it right. to emma i'm like you know i've seen this over the years like we know about the quasar right. and the gurney alligator every now and then somebody tries to bring forward a feet forward style bike and then it fails and then someone else tries again <laughs> and then it fails so i wanted to have emma talk about um this style of writing why it fails and why people keep trying and will it ever succeed? And there are some pros and cons. Well, to yeah, it. I mean, the, I mean, there's pros and cons to it. I think you and me are on different sides of the fence. Um, if we go back in history, basically, we're sitting as motorcyclists. We're sitting astride motorized horses, mm-hmm. and that explains a great deal of the riding position mm-hmm. that we enjoy these days i mean if you just go back to the days of jumping on the back of a horse and off you go and then just extrapolate that to 2022 right but look at how we're all sitting right now right this is basically how you'd sit on one of those bikes reclined exactly so there is some precedent for changing the way we sit because you know the days of horses are long gone as number one means of transport. Yes, of course, people still ride horses. So this is the argument the recumbent um, crowd make. They say, well, it was a compromise from day one. It's still a compromise now. This is completely revolutionary thinking, and it's far more comfortable, and it's far more ergonomic, and blah, 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 which I don't necessarily buy into. Certainly, there's a way of arguing that you present the opposition in the worst possible light. And this is a method that everyone uses. If you look at political ads, you know, you present your opponent, you find the worst possible picture of them Mm -hmm. doing the most unspeakable thing or pulling the ugliest face. He eats babies. Right, exactly. (laughs) So there is a picture of him eating a baby, pulling this grotesque face, and that's the picture you use. And... I've noticed that within a lot of the pro-electric crowd, I mean, they, you know, they present these 
ridiculous arguments about infernal combustion engines. And it's the same as the internal combustion crowd say the same, you know, about electric. Conflict minerals. Exactly. I mean, it's all based on conflict. And the trouble is, it boils down to me, it boils down to the same thing. I just don't see these things as being cool. Okay, hold on. So this bike, oh. is it an actual two-wheel device? That it is a two-wheel device. And okay. this particular one had an electric motor. Okay. So that's why I'm kind of bringing in the electric... Now, look at that thing. It but, is an hmm. absolute monstrosity. Okay, you, you had a very good oh, argument, geez. and then you said, cool. Oh, so that's but that's... Well, no, hang on. No, hang on. Whether it's cool or not, is that what we're talking about? Or the functionality? So this is... Or an, the feasibility or the well, affordableness? Okay, what, so... What, are we, what exactly are we talking about? Well, we're talking about a great many things. So let's have a look at... What we're looking at right now is a quasar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, a quasar arguably was one of the most successful feet forward designs. Look at the size of the bloody thing. Yeah, it's yeah, enormous. Yeah. How, yeah. how is this different from it's a sportster Here's, uh, with, with, with highway pegs? I mean, I, I see the same body position. Well, if you look at the fact that it's enclosed. It is enclosed. Semi-enclosed. It's semi-enclosed. That's the only difference. I mean, I see people riding on the street like this every day. Right. Right. It's, you know what? It appeals to some, somebody because, with their own kind of weird fetish, and that's just how well, that goes, I guess. So, and these uh, had an 850cc four-cylinder right. inline engine that you could find on the Reliant Robin three-wheeled car. Yes, <laughs> and they made them. And 19- it was probably more stable yeah. than the Reliant. Yeah, nineteen seventy-five yeah. to nineteen eighty-two. And I remember them very, very vividly. I lived not far from the test track. They tested those things at a test track um, in the Midlands called Myra, and I remember seeing them in the in the fast lane of the motorway, really friggin' moving. I mean, those mm-hmm. things just boom. And they were gone. So, yes, it's aerodynamic. Yes, it was very innovative at the time. But there were huge disadvantages to it. And I will stand up and say, I mean, here's the deal. Don't dismiss the fact that it's though these things aren't cool. You can't just say, oh, it's that's not really an argument whether it's cool or uncool. To me, a lot of it is a crux of why we ride bikes. You're not going to ride, how can I put it? That black BSA of your friend Eric's is a cool bike. When you see that thing, you think, oh, my God, that is a cool-looking bike. Mm -hmm. So why would you choose that bike over, say, a Rebel 250, which is going to do exactly the same job? Someone's personal preference. It's someone's personal preference. But the the wheelbase alone, performance is down the drain. Ah, but uh, efficiency, fuel efficiency, and storage and capacity are up. Well, and here's the other thing, too, is that with a recumbent position where you're seated low on the bike... That means you have a a much smaller uh, frontal area 
in in terms of wind oh. resistance. Yeah, so, so that's in. that's why you're going to have much better uh, performance and fuel mileage on a. But there is a disadvantage to that because we present such a small target on the road for people to see anyway. If you sure. reduce that further. It makes us even more of a target. It reduces visibility as so, well. Yeah. This yeah is you're also, sorry, go ahead. You're also more um, susceptible to wind on the highway right. with a longer wheelbase and more and more structure around you. Yeah. This is just like a weird subcategory of the motorcycle fetish, I think. Well, here's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What do I we, what do we call. Fine, like, whatever. Exactly. What do we affectionately call our electric friends? Wackadoos. There you go. <laughs> and I think this is the feed forward, especially the enclosed category. It is kind of a similar genre. It's it's for the wackadoos. My biggest argument against it is a very, very dear friend, Craig Vetter, yeah. suffered a catastrophic injury on a feet forward enclosed bike. And would he not have if he went on anything else? Well, he was enclosed and that to me mm, no. Mm, that no. deer hit him from the side. It didn't matter yeah. what he was in or on, a deer hit but him by the in, side. Injuries no were sustained from the from the bodywork of the bike going into the aperture of his helmet. Like it's because he was kind of inside I, it. I, I don't know. I, yeah. you, can't, you can't blame a freak actor. There's no way like to, that on to test this and make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not because of the riding position. It was mm. it was a whole set of factors. So those quasars, they only ended up making like 21, and I think there were only like 10 left. Right. They're not a lot, but I've seen people make replicas of them. So now we have got a picture. That's the gurney, isn't that it? That looks like a horrible so, thing to crash <laughs> So <laughs> then in the, when it was this, the 80s, 90s, yes. 90s? Yeah. 80s. 90s. 90s. The alligator. So, yeah, the Gurney uh, alligator yeah, came out. Weird. Now, Dan Gurney, and we saw this at... Um, is there a nutbag? This is down at the uh, the museum <laughs> in <laughs> L.A. Jeez. You need to be a What's the... Uh, uh, Peterson. They had one of these down at the Peterson. Yeah. Um, so, wild. Dan Gurney thought that if you get your weight down lower, you'll be more yeah. stable. Now, if yeah. you look at this bike, not, can you recognize that engine? That's a Honda something. Isn't it like six hundred something? Yeah, yummy. Was that just like a, a Nighthawk seven fifty or something, or a no, CB seven fifty? It's neither. It's an XR six fifty. Oh, oh it's an, okay. It's an XR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just took a, a Honda, just a Honda engine. Okay, oh, I can't see. No, it. you can see two pipes coming out. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what it is. They're, okay, they're yeah, a twin. Yeah. They're twin. That's poles. why I yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. a twin. Um, and he made it so that your the seat. It looks almost like a normal sport bike, <laughs> except <laughs> they've taken out where like the air box is and drops it down like Drop a like, a, sitting, like a, a sagging horse. A, it looks yeah, almost you're sitting behind the engine. So you're basically sitting right on the swing arm. It almost. looks, it looks side like a brake rotor. Jeez. Yeah. Like and so the idea that rotors. you sit down behind the oh, engine, yeah. um, but the handlebars are still where they normally are, and the the pegs are just a do little you, more forward. Do you have a picture of somebody riding in it? I want to see what they look I like. I think there is, some fo- there is some footage of actually Let's it being see. ridden in a video. Um, yeah, let me see if I can find that. Let's see. Uh, here we go. A, yeah. Okay, it is higher than I thought it would be. Okay. It would still, man, if, if you hit something, you know, mm-hmm. if you hit a, a car... Yeah, worst case scenario, Don't hit anything. <laughs> you go flying over the hood on a normal bike. Worst case scenario on this bike, you're going to get all folded up you're inside gonna get it. 
fucked up. Well, your your leg's going to be trapped under the motor as yeah. you're sliding so on the ground. So do you design yeah. the bike for the crash, or do you design it for the ride? Yes. That's uh, usually never a consideration. <laughs> it's I'm always like for the I'm ride, saying. you know? Um, and so Dan came, and he said, yeah, I think you, you get your weight down lower. It's more stable. You can carry more speed and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and theory. this also failed. Yeah. I forget how many... Uh, gurney alligators were made not many well so from what i understand is it's not even so much nowadays the understanding is like you want your mass centralized not the weight down low because from what i understand honda did a thing where they put the motor down really low and and all that jazz and it didn't work out as well as i don't know that that bike looks completely unflickable yeah I don't think I could. I don't think I can get I, my 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 wrist, uh, my my waist, and my hips involved. In, I'm in, I'm sure in it this. it was quite right. pleasant in quite strict environments, but I think yeah. for a, a everyday rider, I can see so many disadvantages with it. It looks like it's, it'd be it's, fun to cruise, but yeah, yeah it's it's going to be a harder bike to hang off of too because yeah. you've got your legs wrapped around the motor. So you yeah, can't really like yeah. like put a knee down like that so much because you can't really move your butt off the seat because your other leg is going to be hitting the side of the motor. Hmm. So well, yeah, so it's limiting your riding position right. quite a so bit. So now we're going back to the nineteen twenties to the, let's the go back original, to the original concept, <laughs> the narrow <laughs> so steampunk. Okay. Uh, yes. They had one of these at the Peterson too. Right now, yep. hold on. This also brings up another segment: scooter or motorcycle? <laughs> right. It's a scooter cycle. It does cycle. have a step through design. <laughs> well, yeah. the Nera car was considered basically a two-wheel car. Hmm. Everything, oh, everything about that <laughs> machine. Which one is that? It's a Gurney Alligator guy's dragging his fucking shins on it. So everything about the Nera car was done for <laughs> practicality with you know, poor weather conditions. Certainly not for looks. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say the thing that shocked me about this, the near car, uh, 1909 with a 700 CC engine. What it's called yeah. a near car as in very close to a car. N E R. Pretty near, much. Oh, uh, near. Car. N-E-R. Okay. Yeah. But I think that's the idea. We'll <laughs> <laughs> play on words there. So yeah. the interesting thing, the guy who designed it, Carl near a car, N E R A C H E R. So it was <laughs> like a play on, on his name, Miracar. And it's right. Miracar, hey. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know what? That's I'd, I'd write that. So, write I mean, that was like one, like one of the one of the first yeah. ones. Um, and so they've been around. This was the turn of the century, 1907. Right. Yeah. Um, 1926, there was the Roe Monocar. Yep. Um, so they've hmm. come and gone. So over well, and over and over. Have a look. Here, here's another one, which is an interesting side note. Look up a DMW. Oh wait a minute, is that a Roman? Oh, the C1, oh, look at that. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. They, whoa, whoa. A Roman car is a. That is a two wheeled car. That right? is a two wheeled car. It, it looks, looks like, like a it. car that's been squished. It just has two wheels. It just has two wheels. <laughs> that is weird. And they yes. put the body on either side of them. Right. <laughs> wow. I mean, it has. It, it's like a Jeep layout. So basically. looks like yeah. a turd. Just to make it just to make it worse, type in uh, Akira motorbike. Oh no no no! That's you know what I mean. That's kind of like I, that's yeah, the I know. whole generation so, of fucking oh, hold kids. We're still that shit's covering cool. the past. What was the one you said? Emma? So a DMW. DMW. Deemster. D E M S T E R. 
That rings a bell. So what we've got with the Deem stuff. Oh, yeah. It represents Mm. both. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Scooter Mm. and motorcycle. It's it's feet forward. That's the police version. It's feet forward. It's got a twin cylinder engine with manual trans. Well, now, hang on. It's got right underneath the handlebars on there. Yeah, it's very, very feet forward. Look at the white one. Mm. I'm into it. Look at I the will. White I will one. fuck that thing up. I'm, I'm go. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, keep going. It was back when you first searched for it. Oh, here. Oh, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you see that's it, dope. I'm into that. <laughs> so stickers yeah. on the there. argument <laughs> with that is, I'm not going to make a comment. <laughs> is that a feet? Is that a feet forward motorcycle okay, no. or a scooter? So look, look at this picture. Look where the floorboards are. And look where the handlebars are. The, the handlebars are actually, yeah. looks like they're forward of the floorboards on that. Yeah. yeah. I don't, no, I don't think your feet, no, your feet are right under, because your feet actually go in the leg shield really? at the front. Yeah. But oh. here's the thing. So, Emma. Yes. They keep trying to bring them back. Right. And they fail. Why do they fail? Because Be- they're not cool? That's it? No, I, do, I think there's a variety <laughs> of things. I, hmm. I personally, I think... The whole feet forward sitting in a, a motorcycle is an unnatural position. I mean, if we go back to where we started riding horses, it's quite a natural position to be in. And I like sitting astride a bike. I don't like sitting in a bike. There's something deeply weird about sitting in a motorcycle. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I mean, lower back support is kind of nice. Lower back support yeah. is fine, but... So, is each demographics a factor? Is that what it is? That's, <laughs> I think that's the real team. My yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, here's the thing. Um, I just find it fascinating. They, they keep bringing them back. They go away. Well, but you know what? There is currently... Why there not? is currently. I'm looking at a, a picture of one right now. You may oh, not realize the DNO one exists. The NM4. NM4. How is, yeah. Oh yeah. That's the same body position. It's exact, almost the same as the gurney, isn't as, it? No, it's like any other bike you see on the road. Yeah, I don't cruiser, understand the position. feet forward concept. It's there's tons of bikes on the road that are feet forward concept. Right, and and highway pegs basically are a feet forward design, are they not? Right. Well, I mean, I mean, you can put them on any bike that's got yeah, you know I, highway uh, bars, right? But and, I'm just saying, I, I find it interesting. Uh, Ellie, Ellie's bike, her feet are forward. That that Honda snuck in. I just don't see it. What is cl- very close to the feet forward design? I think it's and tried to make it look cool. And this looks like a Batmobile kind of. It's people it, haven't seen the NM4. We've had one mm-hmm. here before. Uh, yeah. Shout it's out very, to Tony. Yeah, yeah, it's the very niche. And I think that really sums it up because any time that you come across that something is so radically different, whether it's feet forward, whether it's the method of propulsion, where it's, it's a new way of thinking, perhaps a new design, it becomes such a fringe item. There's so many, such a small element of people who are into them. And we may just, oh, yeah, it's the wackadoos. I, I, I'm thinking, too, like, uh, just going back to, you know, age uh, as an issue. I mean, maybe, like, different physical ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certainly, you know, um, there's a contingent of people who are don't have fully capable 
parts right. of their bodies, and this is mm-hmm. something that does it for him, and that's good. I'm into it. So, um, Doug, I think you were here then. Uh, you might have been here, Knock, uh, going way back. I think episode 72 of our podcast. Jesus. 72? Yeah, I know. God. Back in the day. Back in the day. Damn. Uh, we had guest Darren Cadys. Uh, oh, yeah, it was yeah. called uh, all in, It's All in the Design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, was yeah. the guy who designed the BMW GSA. Right. And I remember him telling a story when he was working at BMW in Germany. One of the things designers got to do is they got to play with parts mm-hmm. and, and create mm-hmm. things. And he told a story about how they designed an inline two-seater, semi-encapsulated, using just BMW parts, and we're just playing with it in the parking lot and just trying it out. Mm-hmm. So cool. They get to, all these designers and engineers get to just build stuff out of parts. And he said he was the the last, uh, taking the last turn of the day. Oh, we're yeah. just going around. Yeah. I don't know if it's parking lot. They assume they have a track there, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, he said... He's doing the last lap of the day, and when he got in it, um, realized that there had been a, a leak in the brake fluid, and it was out of fluid. Mm. And he's coming up to a turn, and he can't make the turn. Yeah, oh. that's a, that's what put and him he, in a wheelchair, right? No. No, or is it something else? And he, this was before he was in a wheelchair. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he had to lay the bike down, and his hand got sucked out and got oh, dragged that's right. on the ground. That's right. To fuck his hand up. Between the... Yeah, the frame and the ground, yeah. oh, which geez. basically he refers to it as his dead fish hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he just lost, like, feeling. I think he has some use of it, but basically just shredded oh, man, it. Yeah. And, uh, no, it was after he designed the BMW GSA, before he went to Gilroy Indian, he had a mm. break in between, and he went to ride um GSs down in the Baja Desert and, That's right. and crashed and broke his back. Yeah. So then yeah. when he was doing uh, Gilroy Indians he was having to hire and uh, hire people and and do design from his hospital bed. Yeah. Pretty gnarly story. Wow. But I just remember thinking how cool that they got to design Yeah. a you know an inline two seater. Um yeah. I don't know. I can I mean I kind of like I like the quasar look. You know? I think yeah. I, I mean uh, I, I, I mean, like it's having, different, right? I prefer like, core. Like I mean, it's different. I think, and, and I'm I'm really not sure if you total up the advantages wow. of it. That's it's a really they serious like, 80s. Are those com- that's a CX500. and Comstar wheels. Those are Comstar wheels. That's like yeah. a that's not like a mini quasar. That's I'm, interesting. I'm into it. I'm into it just for the fucking vibes, man. Yeah, the front the backs the the. Uh, yeah, well, it's, well just, it's the seventies. I mean, yeah. you know, everything seventies is cool again, right? And there's so one like, more okay, we haven't you got, mentioned. You have the the handlebar, and is so I guess they're like links towards the actual um, yes front. Okay, there's one more we haven't mentioned. Knock. Oh yeah, the BMW C some bullshit. The BMW C right? one. I'm holding up a model right here. Mm, yeah. yeah, is that the one where is you that, break really hard in the front and it rolls forward, over? Forward, Emma. Is that feet I, I would say that is super feet forward. Your feet and are in front of the handlebars. That's an enclosed scooter, is it not? And this is a yeah. scooter that is made and is over in Europe, I believe, right? Right. It uh, was, yeah. But hang on. I'm into it. We don't even need to go that far. Look at, talk about the Bergman, the big Bergmans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, very, really feet forward. I mean, if you ride a Bergman, 
your feet are just straight out in front of you. Well, but, can I? I want to talk about that because that that depends. Um, that that bike has floorboards where you can put your feet straight down, or you can put them forward because the the floorboards go yeah. forward, and then they have an extension that goes up at so, about forty five degree angle that puts your feet in a highway peg type of position. But I wanted to point out, even though your feet are forward, that isn't really the point here. I think the point in all of these is something that we can all appreciate having a two wheeled vehicle that you are covered from the elements and also has some storage compartments. Uh, that's a, that's, and this is what they tried to do with the BMW. Segment. That is what we call right. sensible, rational European design. <laughs> In America, we are not rational like that. No. We gotta go big. Yeah. Cause and, America. And in the case of the C1, it was the first motorcycle with a cross shoulder seat belt. I, I remember right. watching videos about a quote-unquote feet-forward uh, motorcycle years ago developed in America that when you came to a stoplight, instead of putting your feet oh, down, yeah, little it pontoons had the, come out. Oh, yeah. little pontoons came yep. out. Yeah. You can buy accessories for yeah. people who don't have uh, use of their legs right. or who aren't as strong anymore, mm-hmm. can't hold up a big bike. And that was so innovative. They make those. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I argue that... I. I think it's I think it's ready for another round to come back. I wouldn't mind what? having take take that a take that mantle. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I kind of like <laughs> the idea of having a windshield and a little bit of roof, but open on the sides and maybe cargo. The one thing on the um, the C one zo. Did you see where the passengers sit? <laughs> yeah, on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you fucked, pal. <laughs> holding on to the oh shit bars. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> raining. Get on. I love it. <laughs> it handles at least. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I and but Emma, you think it won't come back because See, it's not dope. cool? I'd ride the fuck out of that I around mean, town, I know, right? Man, and put my Indian now, in the back. You know, I, I didn't <laughs> say that. I think it won't ever be mainstream. Mm. I think not, not here. Not, not here. here. Um. You know, when we eventually go to complete electric propulsion, there is going to be a radical rethink of how we approach vehicles Mm. and how we own vehicles. And it may get a foothold then. But we are just too entrenched in our ways. And if you want to talk about cool, I mean, I like straddling a frigging 100 horsepower naturally aspirated motorcycle and tearing off down the road it's a great feeling yeah i get you you know and hustling it through turns that's why we like to do what we do i look at this motorcycle this enclosed motorcycle and i think of the mixed use urban european european city city where no people don't live further than maybe like three miles from work and so like i think i think if like that fundamentally changes in america where people are closer to work yeah, and they're not having to drive fucking sixty miles to make their replace the SUV with this. Like, a, well, I mean, you know? this is just the practical yeah. way of doing now, it. Now, do, do you know why we don't have these here in the states? Because we live sixty miles from work. No. <laughs> why is that? Insurance. Uh, That's these, cheaper to insure. Nope. Uh, these are more to insure. Emma, please don't kick that. Um, no, because the insurance companies wouldn't insure it here. Because wow. they said the Americans would be under the false, uh, uh, pretend, what's the word? False. Because uh, we're stupid. That thinking that they have a cage and a and a, um, a seatbelt, 
that they, they don't can need do. A helmet. Well, look, if they, they can, can do make... stupid stuff, so right. insurance uh, companies wouldn't cover it here, and mm, so it never know, got brought here. It's in Europe. It's in, I believe, well, Asia. It's it not never here. officially imported. I, 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 I feel like, yeah, I know. Look, an insurance company's job is to make money. Okay, I and know. if they can yeah. develop a subcategory for that. Where you get charged a little more because there's more actual parts to that shit. They'll, they'll do or a lot more. Well, yeah. I'm just saying it's not here because it's not a, a right. good idea or a, a good design. It's not, yeah. it's a whole not, not a good design for our urban infrastructure. So um, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm just curious. I think, especially with gas prices, maybe that you know you're trying to get more and more people yeah. onto mm. smaller yeah. vehicles, but, something yeah. like that. We've been seeing, especially with know. gas prices, for thirty years. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, right. not to not to do that. There's here. like there's Europeans. Yeah. Europeans are crying in like liters right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Emma there thinks is. they're not cool. I think they're cool. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would take two and skate home with them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So guess what, guys? I got a what? big announcement. Oh boy. Oh really? Yeah, no, I'm excited about this. Yeah, right. I made I, ha- I made Liza not tell me about. I had this a cr- I had a I crazy idea this morning, and you know, I want to get these ideas. Oh, oh. I'm usually um, there at uh, dinner to I, shoot it down. I know what's better. coming. We'll and that. guess what? There's a one thousand dollar prize out there again. I'm oh shit, thousand bucks oh, no. out. I love it. Oh Here no. it is. Here it is. But no, no, no. I think this is a good one. Remember when we used to check out things on like Kickstarter and Indiegogo and kind of make fun of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This isn't that. Um, <laughs> but there have also been things that come along that I think are cool. There are um, uh, projects we've we've funded in Motorcycles and Misfits, mm-hmm. like Rally for Rangers, sure. um, some, some films, you know, Motorcycle Man, stuff like that. I like putting um, the money towards the industry, you know, Back off brake lights, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. that was cool. We like that. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? I am going to put um, make a pledge of one thousand dollars to some good innovation or ideas or necessities. And here is how this is going to work. Mm. Um, any misfits, any listeners, send me your proposal, preferably on a. Um, in, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. I went to GoFundMe, and they're all people who have been jacked up on motorcycle crashes. So that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking to further technology or idea or a dream. If it's somebody trying to do a book or make a film, whatever you think is worthy of some money. This is very magnanimous. Send idea. us a link and why you think it's a good proposal, right? I'm going to collect all these proposals and then us misfits are going to narrow it down to a few that we think are good. And okay. then I'm going to create a poll and I'm going to send it to our Patreon because they're the people who've given us the money to so, redistribute. Hmm. So this is basically Misfit Shark Tank? Misfit Shark Tank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Ooh, Big Misfit old. Shark Tank. Like Misfit uh, yeah. Shark Thank Tank. You. <laughs> and so I'm going to create a poll. And the Patreon subscribers get to vote where they think the money should go. Sick. So it's easy. Let's say, for this. example, we narrow it down to three good things, right? Yeah. Maybe one is a cigar throttle. And, <laughs> you know. Instant winner. <laughs> right. One is for a new enclosed scooter. And I don't know. Um, and one is for the sex doll airbags, let's say. Uh, and so if everybody votes for one of them, then that one will get a thousand. But say they vote 
a third for each, then a third of the money will go to each. Right. So I'll oh. distribute it however the uh, vote uh, I'll goes. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. What do you guys think of that? That way, rights? motorcycles and misfits were giving back to the community for whatever causes somebody think is worthy of it to propose to us. Mm-hmm. Does that not make sense? Bad, not bad. We are um, what you call wealth spreaders. For instance, <laughs> I saw something pretty cool on Kickstarter today. Um, it's a new ramp. Hmm. And they Is use it called not a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like ACX plywood and then uh, two by fours. So now I, can't, I think it's I think it's called Shark Cage. I think it's called Shark Cage. <laughs> What they did is, and they 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 got me with their video showing all the people trying to load um, a you know <laughs> a, load a, a quad or a bike, and and, and, and the epic fails of them trying to like ride oh, yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. They, There's so many of these epic yeah. fails, oh, right? So many. And they said, "Yeah, we laugh at these," but I he said I looked at him and said, "We got a problem here." Yeah, yeah. There needs to be a better system. There's so, gotta be a better way. Not have stupid people. Yeah, so he made a basically an interlocking pivoting system that looks kind of like um, some of the, the the ramps that we use now, but it's wider. Right, and actually you can lock it together. You can make a four foot wide one, or you know, mm-hmm. um, and then it's got some pivoting points, so um, it, it locks onto the bed of the truck. Um, mm-hmm. It has a locking mechanism, so it's not going to come off. That's good. It's wide enough that you can walk something up. Um, but also it has pivot points, so then you can uh, say it's attached to the attached to the back of the, the the bed of the truck, right? Right. You can lift it up, and the bottom half swings down and out, and makes a table to throw all your gear out on. All right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. Or it, they have four legs. You can hoist it up and and make it into a pop up tent. Mm-hmm. It right. or you can fold it up into a square and make it a locking box in the back of the truck for your gear. Whoa. Pretty innovative. Hey, you got, a, you, can this you, is a ramp? Can you call up the website it's, yeah. for that, please? Uh, yeah, it's called Shark Shark Cage, I believe. That's pretty cool. Now they've, That's they, cool. It's still open, but it's fully funded. I'm like, I love oh. I love that it's cool innovation. I'm wow. like, oh, I might want to get, well, I can't choose. I'm going to let the group choose. But I would propose that as an item that I think is worthy of some more money. For example. right? As contender. an example, right? Emma, did you happen to find anything? No, not immediately, but yeah. I'm going to have a look through. Um, I'll have a couple of suggestions for next week. I mean, we're dealing with quite a chunk of money here, so we want to make the right choices. Knock is absolutely... When t- have we ever been known to make the right well, choices? Well, no, we, we're going to do our best because it's we're, it's other people's money. Knock is determined to break that Captain yeah, America I know. I'm still waiting for, I'm still waiting for him to pass it to me. So please, please uh, don't. There are moving parts to this. this is I know. I spent a lot of time rebuilding the front wheel. All right, all right. Um, so how long do you guys, do you think a, a month, a couple of weeks? How long no, do you I think? No, I think a couple of weeks because so, inevitably. two weeks we're at one show. Yeah, so you're at one show. Three so weeks? Three, three weeks. Three. We will announce yeah. the winner after. How about we do this? So I'm going to call it, what do we call it? Misfit Shark Tank? Yeah, Misfit Shark Tank. Uh, <laughs> we call okay. it the Shark Tank. We're infringing how, on uh, some <laughs> trademarks here. So... Um, the show on the Sunday after the the one show. So is that going to be like the eighth of May or something? Is that what it is? 
Well, the first thing we got to we, do. We're going to do a, a report on the one show, and we're going to announce a no, winner. No, we're not. We're not announcing a winner. That's when we're closing. That's when we'll close it. Um, sorry. Letting and then people we can... do proposals. Then we will pick ones we like on that show. Then I'll put it up to vote. And maybe on that next week, there you we'll go. have That's we'll a good where timeline. the money's going to go. So if you would like to send us a proposal. Now, I said preferably a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo. If there are other crowdfunding sites, uh, sure, uh, send it to me. Or even if it's, uh, hey, I'm trying to make a movie or I'm trying to, you know, um, do something. Um, I, I don't want it, hey, I, I broke my leg or, hey, I need to get my bike fixed. We're not looking to just help a single person. Something that I think in turn helps all of motorcycling, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys get it? Right. So um, there you go. Um, Bagel, thank you for the name, Motorcycle Shark Tank. I like it. Sure. I love it. Um, but that's how we're going to give back. How about Motorcycle Shark Tank? I like, yeah. didn't I just say yeah. that? Yeah. No, yeah. sorry. I thought, my bad. Yeah. I, I, we might need to go with that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with right infringement. Motorcycle Shark Tank. Shark Tank. It rolls shark off the tank. tongue better. I, kinda, I immediately regret that it's called that now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> motorcycle shot wank. Uh, <laughs> gross. If you say it fast enough, you can't tell the difference. <laughs> Let's call it Take Liza's Money, part two. Uh, <laughs> yes. Call it that? We're just, hey, I'm just Robin Hood. We're just redistributing yeah. the money. Yeah. Well, you no, know. that sounds great. That sounds like well. a great competition uh, in... Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, there you I'm go. I'm excited to see yeah. what the the what the input is. It's well, win Liza Miller's money. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys, uh, misfits. I mean, anyone, send it to recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail dot com. Send me preferably a link to it and an explanation mm-hmm. of why you think this would be a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I think of things like the back off brake light, which we know how long it took to get that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the break, market. the break, tech. break free, break free, break free, break free, yeah, yeah. Breakfreetech.com. And yeah. that's a product that we love, and a lot of us yeah. use. Yeah. How long know? was it the run for that? Like four years, three and a half? Uh, or not took like seven years. No, Those motherfuckers they, they were, were on, on Shark Tank. They were like, on the podcast, yeah, yeah. like a long time ago. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it was a while back. Yeah, and uh, so, so there, there are innovative designs. There's, there's, you know, a helmet. Another, the need, the newest. What do they call intelligent helmet? They're, they oh, keep yeah. they keep coming up with those, mm-hmm. um, but you know if you think it's worthy, sure. Um, and other news, knock. Yes. I know you follow MotoGP. Sure. I don't watch the races, but um, I've been following. Uh, I've been watching the MotoGP Unlimited on Amazon. Yeah. Have you watched that? Yes, it's on Amazon, Dude. and it's also on the MotoGP website. Dude. Fucking wild, right? Uh, yeah. Um, Maverick is, uh, he's a cunt. He's a real, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I I don't know, man. People kind of, yeah, I don't know. No, uh, there's no way around it. Um, I, I, it, yeah, I, I don't want to give away too many details, but they had him on camera doing something that was an offense that you could be fired for. Sure. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but it's fascinating to see the inner workings of writing at that level. And it's not just, they're not talking about like the technique of the writers. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the whole structure, the support structure from family to crew to everything. 
And it's yeah, it's kind of a dramatic series because they talk take, about their emotional the states and all that stuff, you know. And yeah, and also it's kind of fascinating dramatic. to see the um, it, when you know when when Maverick gets fired, they said it's like the domino effect mm-hmm. because mm. it's it's not just the best rider and the best bike; it's the best team. Meaning you have to be able to work with each other. Yeah. And so when somebody leaves and is available, somebody else wants to scoop them up and it's this chemistry yeah. uh, with yeah. the team. And then other people are being moved or, and, and it's like the domino effect. And it's interesting to see how that affects the outcome of their writing. And you're like, oh, it's not just their skill. I think a lot of it is mindset. Oh, it's a lot of, it's a huge amount of it's mental. It's a lot of it is mental. Yeah. I mean, like, part of it, too, it's like you have, like, what, how many bikes are on the grid? Like, 22, 20-some on the mm-hmm. premiere class? You think about, like, these are the only people who know how to ride this shit. And, like, and and that talent pool is like, super small. So everybody's, like, this weird incestuous thing where everybody's getting passed around within the group or, yeah. or they're getting kicked out or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, sure, they call them up from the, the lower classes, but it's still, like, a very small niche, high-performance type, you know, group of dudes. Well, and, and, and now I have a better understanding about um, factory teams versus the non-factory teams. Yeah, satellite that are out there. teams. Yeah. Satellite teams and how um, racers get pulled from them to go up to the factory team. And mm-hmm. it's like they're screwed. Yeah. Yet mm-hmm. they're putting up all this money, a lot of money to compete. And it's crazy because like you have wow. these factory sp- teams spending millions of dollars, but like you have satellite teams with last year's bike and they're mm-hmm. beating the factory teams. Yeah. And that's like mm. a whole dramatic situation in all of itself too. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you know, mm. back way back when this been going on forever. Oh yeah. I mean, way back when in the eighties, you could go to any big, um, endurance race like the Baldor mm-hmm. and you would have Honda Japan, Honda UK, Honda France, yeah, Honda yeah, yeah, Germany, yeah. Mm-hmm. all competing against one another. Yeah. And the bikes weren't fundamentally different. I mean, obviously, Honda Japan may have been the best funded of the lot. Right. Um, but the other teams were wildly competitive, not just with each other, but of course, with everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good, though. It's, it's cool. And then I learned about uh, technology I didn't know existed. The, the box... Oh, the, uh, the boost box. The boost box. The boost box. That's 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 um, um, colloquialism for genitalia. <laughs> no, it's not. I no, was going to go there, and I no, I, no, no. I, no. Uh, I the, did the boost box. Was it one of the teams? One of the uh, riders. How is it? I think it was Suzuki. Mm-hmm. How is it that we don't have it, and every other team has it? And he finally got it, and that was the difference for him. Oh, um, the boost box to- that uh, gives you a. Just quick boost in coming out of a turn or in a hole shot, but not Ooh. in like a straightaway. Oh, you're talking about the uh, ride height device for the front of the bike. I, I don't know what it is. They just refer to it as the boost yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm take... like, what is it? How does that create more yeah, power? Yeah, I mean, that's the colloquial term is the boost okay. box. What it is, it's a hole shot device. It, it, yeah, like, a hole shot device. Yeah. What does it do? Yeah, it lowers the front end to uh, um, a couple of inches so when they get off the line, the front wheel doesn't. So it's not actually much. creating more so, power. No, it just it lowers the bike. It's an anti wheelie, oh, so anti wheelie device. Yeah. yeah, but they said that the, it also coming out of a turn. Yeah, now you have right, bikes so with. It, sorry, go ahead. What? So, so it sort of like lowers the suspension as you're giving it throttle. Yeah, so the front doesn't come up so quick. Currently, there's uh-huh. there's the whole shot device that starts. It can only be used once. Oh. 
And then there's mm. now there's a rear ride height device that they could adjust on the fly as they're coming out of the corner. So if they want to drop the inch, uh, the rear end uh, a couple of millimeters or whatever, the rear, yeah, not mm. the front, not the front, not the front during the actual race. You can only use the front. Uh, during the start of the race okay but basically they all have variable geometry bikes to help them shoot out of a corner faster aside from the electronic stuff which is fucking nuts you know mm-hmm. it's all mechanical and stuff does go wrong and guys have their devices stuck and they can't and turn and apparently shit. the extra weight from these devices it makes up for the time they gain yeah oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. because like these things are already super light anyways a couple ounces here and there mm-hmm. they're yeah. gonna matter you know? so the argument is and i've heard this argument made many times over Formula One car racing. When does the technology get too much? Yeah, and that's one of the problems that they had when they first started doing aerodynamics. You know, see, so oh, like the wing, the wing, right. yeah. yeah. They they started yeah. stipulating that you can't have these wings. You know, separate parts of the thing has got to be molded into it. Da 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 da. So I mean, our times in GP are getting quicker. Yeah, and there's there's no question about that. But if you really want to see how much intrusion there has been into racing, go back and visit car racing or motorcycle racing from the late 60s, early 70s, before, you know, the whole design and the electronics element took a hold. And you would be amazed how exciting it is. The Brabham fan car. Right. Tyrell, well, six-wheel car. It's also fascinating to see the communication between the riders and, like, the crew chief. I'm like, I don't understand what he's saying, but he's like, I just need a new engine. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you're supposed to just swap it out between races? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> well, yeah, the stuff I mean, that they do, that. that's the thing. The the, the, the the changes they can make. Well, race engine. bikes are completely modular. Sweet. I mean, it's you crazy. know, you, you, you've got the factory teams. Yeah. And they've got complete power plant, complete front end, complete yep. rear end. It's just boom, 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 in, out, yep. out the door. The thing I've also really been enjoying is seeing Rossi in his final season and seeing him on one of the satellite teams that he's not even expected to win. I think he hardly podiumed that year, right? No, I don't think he But got everybody's happy with him. He's there to be a mentor to other people. He's still out on the track. I mean, and, and they said, you know, he may be, you know, riding, uh, you know, in the back and not making the podium, but that's like a one second difference from the winner. Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. Know? Right. So, like, the racing's gotten so competitive. Like, the top 10, top eight people are like less than a second apart from each other. Yeah. Which is fucking bananas. I mean, it's super competitive. Yeah. And so it's really cool to see him just living out his, his last year, um, I think, in a great place. Don't, doesn't have the pressure. Yeah. Doesn't feel like he needs to be performing or winning, just doing what he does. What what I do appreciate though is he is like trying to quote unquote give back with his own team because mm-hmm. he's got his own like little group of guys where he's trying to rebuild the fucking Italian contingent yeah. of, you know, GP racing with his ranch and all that stuff. His VR uh, 46 racing team and et cetera. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's just yeah. dramatic. It's a bunch of rich people doing rich people shit, all right? But it's still pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, and then uh, lastly, um, I know we're doing a lot of events this year. Oh, I have another announcement. Oh, you guys don't know this one. 
It doesn't oh. affect it doesn't affect any of you. Bagel will be bummed. He'll he'll vi- uh, he'll audibly you'll hear how bummed he is. Hmm. <laughs> I don't um, I don't, don't Bagel be sad. Uh, um, we want a AMA happy vintage bagel. days. Yes, I told you that Haley Bell is coming. Yes, I oh, ha- yeah. now have another special guest coming. Oh, who? Moin Khan. Oh wow! Really? Oh, shit. There it oh, is. Wow. I told you. There it is. <laughs> well, maybe I just need to take a vacation then. <laughs> uh, Moin is coming to Vintage Days, and he said, nice. "Get me in any race you can." Oh, he's gonna he's oh. gonna do the thing. Is he like doing presenting and speaking at all? He's gonna be speaking and talking about riding his CBR. 40,000 kilometers from That's, from San Francisco to Pakistan. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's awesome. He did a oh, TED Talk. It's pretty, gonna, pretty cool. I'm going to have to go. Yeah. Welcome to my <laughs> TED Talk. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, I, I called Phil. I'm like, I need a vintage dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, we need to put the motocross champion in there. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> racing something wow, somewhere. the champ. Right? He's like, I'm in. He says it sounds like so much fun. Yeah, nice. Uh, so both Haley and Moyne will be there. Oh God, that's going to be. Doug, a you want to come? I want to go. You should go, man. Right. I, I think I want, I'm. I'm going to go. You go yeah. to Porcos. Yeah, I'm going to ask, ask I mean, Phil to take you to Porcos and then get yourself a Cane's fried well, chicken sandwich. No, yeah, you, you remember <laughs> Phil <laughs> is getting us there, mm-hmm. and then leaving to go meet yep. Emma and yeah. Bagel. Yep, right. And well, then me. we. Oh, not. Not not you? Oh, sorry. You're not going, Bagel? No, I can't make it. Uh, oh, I so you can come to Vintage that. Days. I, that's what I'm saying. I might. <gasps> oh. And then yeah. we have to we have to bum rides home from people. Right. <laughs> and my group keeps getting bigger and bigger, so I'm not sure how it's going to happen Yeah, now. I'll figure it out. Phil, I uh, just need to rent a bus for us. Um, so Talk that's exciting. We'll figure it out. And then um, lastly, you know, I, I'm going to be at Americade this year for the first time. Right. Mm. I'm going to be there for the whole week, uh, Monday through Sunday. So. And um, I get to interview uh, Alonzo Bowden in, in front of an audience. Oh, shit. Yeah, cool. that'll be nice. cool. Nice. That'll be cool. I said, hey, I'm coming. Put me to work. So I didn't I'm realize be... he was a bike guy. Oh, he's a huge bike guy. Chips. He's done a lot of events. So I'm going to be um, moderating, interviewing, um, doing all sorts of speaking, so, um, hosting. L- let's count them in order. Number one, the one show. Yes. Come and meet us at the one no. show. Oh, yeah. One show, yes. One show. <laughs> the quail. The quail. Mm-hmm. You got to, if you have never gone to the quail, it's unique. There is nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Thousands upon thousands of unashamed poshos <laughs> with their motorbikes. And, it, yeah, and they feed you lunch, too. And with real silverware. Lunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And china plates. Yep. It's posh. Mm-hmm. These are all original mm-hmm. bikes. Cat and Emma's Alpine Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vintage yeah. Days, uh, now featuring the Bagler. So, uh, <laughs> just just going back. And Americade. Um, uh, one show is April. Yes. Um, Quail is May. Yes. Americade is June. Oh, it's June. June for me. Yes. And then um, phew, July. It's vintage not only Vintage days. days, it's also Don't Arma. Don't what day is Vintage Days? It's uh, probably... 20th to the 25th. That's my inventory weekend. I can't freaking yeah. go. Oh. Well, uh, and then uh, August, uh, I'm actually... Taking well, no, I, I I'm going to South Dakota in August, and then September going to Pakistan. I, every every month I'm going out somewhere. Right. This so yeah, like, big so, year, big year. Um, 
John isn't with us right now. It's a little plug. I think there are still spots open for Stumperstan. For Stumperstan, yeah. I put the the link in the show notes. Right. A couple. So sign up. I mean, John's a great guy. It's going to be a wonderful trip. Enjoy yourselves. Um, You're going to have a really good time. I am still working on the script for a game show where all the contestants are called Stan, and you ask them (laughs) questions to try and confound them. Stumper Stan. It's oh. a perfect game oh. show. So, hey, if you're in, um, you know, New England, coming out to America, let me know. Uh, I want to meet up with people there. It's my first time there, so I'm excited. Uh, it's kind of like Sturgis. They take over the town of Lake George, and mm-hmm. so it's a whole big thing. Yeah, find, her, find Liza and feed, feed her what uh, shrimp. Well, you what, know, you can find me. More with, like, what, mud bugs, um, though, right? what are you doing about a bike? Are you going to do uh, Twisted Road? No, I have my friend Lily is putting putting all of us up in her house and giving us bikes. Haley oh, wow. will be there, too. Sick. Good in fact, she just ordered a Tenere 700 mm, that I might wow. get to ride, so I'm excited. Sweet. The default is her GS, so yeah. I'm, okay. not, I'm not slumming too bad. She's got a good collection of bikes. So lots lots going on. We got a lot going on. Yep. But first, one show. Yeah. Um, Misfits, uh, come and look for us out there. Yep. Yep. Wear our yeah. swag. Yeah, come get a banana, a night banana. Get a night banana. <laughs> <laughs> Working on I, I, the night bananas. I think that's it. <laughs> hey, uh, as you know, send us your emails. RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. Also... Hey, big thanks again. Got a couple new Patreon subscribers. I am still sending out T-shirts. In fact, I got one I got to ship out tonight. If you come in at uh, $5 or more, you get a T-shirt sent to you. And another announcement. I have another T-shirt I just ordered. What? I designed. I know. Uh. All right. Nice. Wow, I was going to tell you, I wanted to do a photo shoot for a new teaser idea, but since I, you already got uh, it, you know. I, I just, yeah, I just, I had it. Yeah. It's, well, you guys know the new design on the secret things I gave you that yeah, not right. everyone yep, knows yep. a bagel doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. It's that on a navy blue shirt with gold, do, gold ooh, highlights. Oh, and gold, baby. very posh. Yeah. Jeez, we need them cool. in time for the quail. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you feel about opening a couple of Ask Me Summer spots for Patreon? I think there are some. Open them. Yeah, I think there are some. How many bikes do you think I've gotten running via Ask Me Summer? Oh, so many. It's a valuable service. I mean, yeah. this is completely legit. I'm not going to make fun of you. You come in with a problem, and I'm going to work with you and get your bike running for you. It's nice. like I was there. Laying my hands on your there you bike. Go. So it's it's worth it. So thank you, yeah, Patreon, Patreon subscribers. subscribers. I, we appreciate it. Um, we do. You guys ready to get out of here? Yes. yes. All right. Cool, Thanks, cool. everyone. Not yet. This is Liza. I'm tired. I want to go home. Emma Darling. Douglas. <laughs> your mom's house. <laughs> Big booyakasha. <laughs> and we're out of here. Cool, cool. cool. You guys are nutjobs.